0: I tested myself for Lyme disease and then I went to a specialist who tested me for, for a number of viruses and he's like, you've got some of the highest viral loads I've ever seen. And this guy was like a viral specialist. He says, basically, you're a soup of infection. So I, I started using these things, but I started formulating for myself and then I started to offer it to my patients and it, it was all born, MitoZen was all born from like my own needs
1: and things that really work. you're about to get your mind blown my podcast homies this is episode 470 it's called psychedelic journey and jet lag resilience Megadose methylene blue and melatonin with dr john laurence and just trust me when i say you're going to want the show notes for this one we offer so many valuable resources and even some great freebies such as Dr. John's plant medicine recovery ebook and his melatonin ebook and melatonin yogurt recipe. Some really good stuff for you guys for free. You're going to find all the goods and all the links mentioned here today at lukestory.com slash rejuvenation. Again, that's lukestory.com slash rejuvenation. And you'll also find that linked in the copy on your podcast app for this episode. And Dr. John's been on the show many times before, so you're also gonna find links to his prior appearances in those show notes. For those of you new to Dr. John, well, he's a chiropractic neurologist and naturopath who practices at advanced rejuvenation, a multidisciplinary clinic focused on alternative and regenerative medicine. He's also successfully treated himself for chronic Lyme disease, and he treats his patients using the most cutting-edge treatments such as CVAC, 10-pass ozone, silver IVs, IV lasers, and hyperbaric oxygen. So we recorded this epic deep dive at Dr. John's incredible clinic in Sarasota, Florida. And much of what you're going to hear is a real-time account of all the wild-ass stuff we got into during my recent visit. And we also cover the following topics, how John overcame both childhood learning disabilities and his chronic Lyme how systemic infections and endotoxins create inflammation and lead to disease, testing for Marcon sinus infections and how to treat them, prostate infections and their link to prostate cancer, the importance of sinus hygiene and the magic powers of Glutastat, his nasal spray, cutting-edge ways to minimize the damage from plant medicine and psychedelic journeys, critical practices of integration post-psychedelic journey, We also talk about the benefits of macro and microdosing Amanita muscaria mushrooms. And spoiler alert, I've got a great episode dedicated to that topic coming at you real soon. We also cover high-dose methylene blue IVs to tackle Epstein-Barr, Lyme, and even HIV. And why it's essential to source pharmaceutical-grade methylene blue. Don't mess around with that stuff on Amazon, guys. We also talk about how to use photobiomodulation to maximize the effects of methylene blue using his Zen spray meditation mist safely and avoiding abuse and addiction. And we break out some amazing travel protocols to smash jet lag using NAD, glutathione, and melatonin, and how butyrate supports gut health and the best way to administer it. We also talk about Allison's stem cell treatment there, V-cell therapy, and laser-guided injections, the power of the red laser IV, and finally, busting the high-dose magnesium IV myth. So as I said, we cover a lot in this conversation, and I can't wait to share it with you. It's pretty amazing. And as you might know from his prior appearances, I'm also a massive fan of John's MitoZen products. I use this stuff all the time. To get some for yourself, by the way, you can use the code LUKESTORY at lukestory.com slash MitoZen and score yourself 5% off. But there's also a very important update. By the time you hear this episode, the MitoZen website will have transitioned into a PMA or private membership association. MitoZen's making this transition to protect your medical freedom, their free speech, and their ability to legally offer potent delivery systems that provide more benefits than oral supplementation could ever hope for. I think the way it works is this. There's going to be a one-time $10 membership fee to enter the site and purchase products. And that is a lifetime membership. It's kind of a formality as I understand it. And it's well worth it, trust me. Again, to learn more, visit lukestory.com slash mitozen, And that code for 5% off is Luke Story. All right, that's it. Let's get down and dirty with the latest cutting edge healing modalities with my favorite cosmic doctor, John LaRonce. And hey, if you dig this episode, please share it with some friends. John LaRance, what a week it's been, dude.
0: Oh yeah, it's
1: been amazing. Oh, oh my God, it's, it's a whirlwind. I, can, I couldn't believe today was Monday. Candace in the front office is like, hey, happy Monday. I'm like, what? I don't even know. I'm in like a different dimension here. Yeah. For those listening, I've spent the past week with this following week to go um, doing all sorts of wild treatments here at Advanced Rejuvenation. And we did uh, a fairly recent podcast and we'll put that in the show notes. Um, let's make the show notes. Uh luke story.com slash rejuvenation. So those that want to see some of this stuff in action, because we actually recorded and shot the last video in the treatment room where I have all kinds of stuff done. <laughs> but needless to say, this week has been a whirlwind. So we're gonna talk about some of the stuff that we've done. But something that we have not really done on your prior appearances is talk about how you got here and what inspired you to become a healer which mm. is really what I think you are I mean you're Dr. John Laurents but to me the way that you operate and the way that you infuse spirituality and consciousness into the medical work you do um to me reads healer like I think mm-hmm. that's the energy that I pick up from you so you know like like most healers uh you probably have your own healing journey to share that I'd like to uh, Mm -hmm. inform the audience about. Well, one thing I'd like to point out is,
0: you know, the word physician or doctor means teacher. I don't think any doctors or physicians really heal anything. You know, the body has an innate intelligence. You know, there's universal intelligence that flows through our body, through every cell that carries universal intelligence and life force. And that life force isn't fully expressed, you know, throughout the body the way that it might be best in order to keep the body in harmony. And so I feel like my job is to just allow that life force to more fully flow through the body without being interfered with. The majesty of of the body is just baffling to me. You know, I mean, there's so much information that you can't even wrap your head around it. So, like, to think that you're going to make all these chemical changes and all these different things, it's like, it's insane. So it's just providing the, the right opportunity and removing the interference to the full expression of health that, you know, anybody that's in the healing arts, I mean, that's, that's really what you should aim to, to do. <laughs> I and mean, I started out in life very challenged. Um, you might be watching TV and see some commercials coming on about Camp Lejeune And the attorneys are really pounding this right now because anybody that lived in Camp Lejeune between, I think it's like 1975 and 86 or something like that. I'm maybe off on those dates a little bit, but they, it's the worst water contamination incident in U.S. history. And basically what they were doing is they were washing these tanks and Camp Lejeune's kind of, you know, it's close to the beach and there's... um, Where is this in Hawaii? No, Camp Lejeune is uh, North Carolina, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, somewhere
1: in North Carolina. I should know (laughs) this, right?
0: I mean, I grew up in Hawaii, so like my geography is sometimes off, you know. Yeah, there's Hawaii and then there's the rest of the world. (laughs) (laughs) But so they were washing with all these chemicals and they would seep through the um, sand into the water table and so um, all of the water that was being consumed, I mean, the, the water that we were bathing in was contaminated with some of the worst chemicals known to man. My mother was in utero the entire time living on Camp Lejeune. So she was drinking that water. She, w- she was bathing in it. And then when I was born for the, my first two years of life, I was also being subjected to a lot of these toxins. And so they actually have like a... Um, they have a place where all the babies that died were um, were buried, and um, this cemetery. And it's uh, it's just incredible how many how many babies were stillborn. And so I survived that, which is which is really a big deal, I think, in of itself. And um, I I've always felt like I had some some challenges with energy and focus. And so when I got to you know, in Hawaii, it got to the point where, my, you know, I was like four years behind in school and I had dyslexia. I had a lot of learning disabilities, hyperactivity, attention deficit disorder. I mean, I had all the diagnoses and then I was put on all the typical drugs. In fact, one of them was called Theodore, which was for asthma because I had really bad asthma, you know, it was really lots of allergies, you know, just probably from the toxicity. And Theodore is like a, a stimulant. If you take it, you get like it's like speed, right? And so, <laughs> so I had that, but then I was put on Ritalin, which is also an amphetamine. So because that's what they wanted me to take when I was a kid. So I was on Theodore. I was on Ritalin, and it's like no, you know, it's 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 not a surprise that I was having so many challenges with hyperactivity and you know just uh, having some trouble just interacting with the other kids, and it was just really difficult for me. And so, so much to the, to the point that I was put in special education classes. And, and that was probably one of the most challenging things I've ever had to deal with in my life was being put into the special education classes. And it, went, it didn't go straight into the hardcore special education classes right away. It was put into a, um, a class that was kind of middle but then I got kicked out of that school, and then eventually there was nowhere else for me to go, and I was in a very small classroom. It was the same teacher. we would all be in the same class all day, and it was totally separated. and so like I remember at recess, you know we were let out to go and, and go and play, and like I mean we were totally not <laughs> like everybody else. you know it was very, very difficult to um, to feel like I had. Any type of uh, sense of, of, gosh, worth, really. It was a challenge to that sense that you're, you're so separate and you don't feel like you belong. And then it was reinforced by the interaction that I had with all the other kids because I was, you know, part of that class. You know, I was the kid that was, you know, picked up by the short bus in the morning.
1: Like literally, literally. That's a kind of a joke. And oh, you rode the the little yellow bus, <laughs> bus. I know. You were on it. I I was literally on it. And wow. so this was most
0: of elementary school. And so after that, my parents made a decision to um, take me into private school, even though they weren't ready for me to get out in the public school. They said, "Well, we'll take him and we'll put him." Where I went to a Catholic school for a while, and. And that was really challenging too. I mean I think i I got kicked out of the first school that I went to, and then I was um, allowed to actually go back into public school at like eighth grade or something like that and then it, it took just years for me to just adapt you know, but we talk about like when you have challenges in life you you have the ability to step up and 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 work through that and if you can see things in a light of how it can make you stronger and don't let it take you over, you know, these things can be incredibly strengthening to an individual, right? So for me, I would say having this idea that, you know, like we had Jim Quick here, we did this, you know, beautiful um, event in the center, right? So for those watching, like we're, we're in my new event center that we just built in this 15,000 square foot location, and Jim Quick has a very similar story than I did. That I did, in fact, I, um, he was referred to me uh, to help him with some health issues, and and we're just on the phone, and I was telling him about my my history with learning disabilities and so forth, and he's like, "Wow, I've got the same thing." He, they they called him the boy with a broken brain. So Jim stepped up, I think, in a similar way that I did, where you're feeling like you're not smart, and it's uh, you want to prove to the world that oh, you know, I, I am smart right so that became this almost overemphasizing journey for me to to show up and be the best version of myself that i could be to prove to the world you know that that i'm worthy right and i'm lovable right the the two core wounds that i think everybody at, you know has to deal with is that you're not loved or you're not you're not enough right you're not worthy and um and so those core wounds were like very very well, you know, uh, exposed during this, this, uh, process. And, and I didn't really have a lot of friends either, Luke. I mean, it was, it was really, um, challenging for me to hold relationships through that process. And, uh, but it's not the story for me now. I mean, it's like now I, I've got some of the most amazing friends you included, you know, I, I go out to Austin and we have a lot of mutual friends. And, um, I mean, it's a real Testament. I think that what if people um, put their mind to it and just keep doing the work, and the work is really leaning into feelings that come up and not running from them, because you know my my understanding is that suffering doesn't create suffering, but it's the avoidance of suffering. So we get these negative emotions and these negative thoughts, and they're just thought forms. And if we can just feel them fully and just realize that you know they're 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 not who you are, you know, not becoming attached to that as your identity, you know? So my identity was all tied up into this mentally retarded kid, right? I mean, that's really what I felt. And so, yeah, it's been I do not I don't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was so tough, but, uh, but, so, so as far as the healing journey, so that, that really was a lot. I look back and I didn't realize it then because I didn't know about um, Camp Lejeune but um, I,
1: I want to hold, hold that thought for one second, as as you were bringing up the Camp Lejeune thing, and I didn't even know about that. But at the time of this recording in Ohio, there has just been an absolute cluster f. I'm trying to swear less on the, the show for kids. That the train, the train. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't want to be <laughs> dramatic, but I think we're dealing with a chemical Chernobyl kind of situation here, and of course, the media is. Doing everything they can to to hide it, but it's like, God, you just think about the repercussions of of humanity's stupidity and, yeah. and corruption, right? Yeah. It's like there's gonna be probably tens of thousands of kids that go through something similar that you went through because of someone's right. and, ineptitude and, or lack of integrity, right? And, and just, you know, the large corporations like, realize
0: uh, how how much financial devastation that could cause their company, we could shut them down, right? They're not going to want to readily turn over and admit it. So a lot of these people are going to be sick and start having cancer. And I mean, that's the potential, right? And, you know, these people really should be, um, I mean, there should be more education on how to properly detox chemicals, heavy metals, dealing with mold, you know, biotoxins, you know which, which is I, th- I think we're going to be talking some about that. Yeah,
1: yeah, we will. I just did a a, a recent episode with with our mutual friend uh, Dan Pompa. Okay. You know, we talked about his, his approach to um to detox. So people that will have heard that, which is probably a lot of people listening to this, are going to mm-hmm. be really keen on some of the stuff that you've come up with too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely want to get into that. But I, I derailed you. Um, no fun intended, <laughs> as you were going into kind of the second phase of you know, health challenges and things like that that you that you, you know, have overcome. I I love I love this stuff too, because we we've all suffered in our own unique ways and it's it's a subjective thing, right? Like when you when I hear what you went through as a kid with these illnesses and the short bus, I'm like, oh man, I just feel so much compassion for you. But if I think about my own life and the (laughs) shit that I went through, it's a different set of circumstances in many ways, but brutal. Uh, nonetheless, and so many feelings of worthlessness and not being lovable and shame, and just all of the mm-hmm. things that any kind of trauma um, end up perpetuating. And, you know, I dealt with that by doing copious amounts of drugs and eventually, thankfully, um, escaped that. But like you, I don't think I would change anything, which is difficult to say because my journey involved being abused a lot you know, mm-hmm. by, by perpetrators and truly being victimized. And, um, you know, it's tough to look back on that and go, Oh, I wouldn't have it any different. But I, I think it's true because well, I know it's true actually. And I've done a lot of work around this because, you know, more and more I'm starting to actually just enjoy the person that I am. Right. Mm-hmm. And just like, fuck, I'm actually pretty cool. <laughs> you yeah, know? Like, right. I don't mean cool like Mr. Cool guy, but you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good person who's making a positive impact in in my own little way. and uh, Oh, you're totally making such a big impact. So it's like, maybe I would have been another awesome version of myself had I not gone through all the trauma and the addictions and all that. Uh But the fact is, that's what happened. And all of that is the unique brew of life experience that led me sitting here talking to people like you. And... Probably helping a lot of people uh, that are going to hear the information that you share, you know. So I, I like that you also frame your experiences like, hey, it is what it is, and you know, the pressure makes the diamond. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but strong anyway,
0: wind makes for strong timber. Yeah, there you right? go.
1: There you go. So anyway, but back back to kind of the second epoch of your of your um, journey there.
0: Well, you know, I, I got myself incredibly healthy. You know, I I, I started out. Um, as a chiropractor, and I was mostly focused on personal injury. And um, and it was incredibly lucrative, you know, in Florida at that time. I mean, it was like, you know, I'm in my late 20s, early 30s making just crazy amounts of money, way more than I thought I'd ever make. And built a big house. You've, you've, you've stayed there. You know, it's being remodeled right now, but um, it was just like surreal, right? It's like I had this, it's like you could make a movie about it. And, um, but I wasn't happy because I was, I was um, playing this game with attorneys, right? And the attorneys really didn't want the patients to get better. They wanted them to get surgery because that increases the value of their, their case. And there's just so many aspects of it that just didn't align with me. So I went into naturopathic school and um, eventually started doing all of this testing within my clinic where we we're testing people um, with their saliva and their urine. It was just this really, really cool, um, program that I was doing that was, um, based on some training that I took. Um, and, um, and it, it was completely transformed my practice. And I was, I was doing bodybuilding. I think I was, I was at the time, um, almost 200 pounds and, uh, zero body, body weight, kite surfing. I mean, I was just like, you know, I mean, anybody looking, you know, I, pictures of me, you know, it was like a Greek body, right? So everything was going amazing. And then all of a sudden, like I just got sick and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And it was this incredible joint pain. But then I was like, you know, going to the, I was going to the rheumatologist and I'm like, you know, I don't, something's wrong. It's like mostly in my clavicle and kind of my ribs. And, and they were like, oh yeah, well, you're, 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 you've got some, Sort of ankylosing spondylitis, which is like a family of rheumatoid, and I'm like, wow, okay, um, and and so they wanted me to take medicines and anti-inflammatories and things like that, and um, and I just wasn't okay with that, so I just kept on going to different um, specialists. You know, in fact, in fact, I flew to Germany. I mean, went all over. I was like, I got to find out what's wrong with me. So finally, I tested myself for Lyme disease. And then I went to a specialist who um, tested me for, for a number of viruses. And he's like, you've got some of the highest viral loads I've ever seen. And this guy was like a viral specialist. He says, basically, you're a soup of infection. And what's happened is the Lyme disease has shut your immune system down and you have no defense. And so this was what was going on with me literally for 10 years. But until I found out. I'm like suffering for 10 years <laughs> oh, to the point I went from 200 pounds. I'm weighing like 145 pounds. I looked emaciated. I looked like I was 60 years old. Everybody thought I was um, I was just t- addicted to like drugs. You know, they thought, you know, I, I wasn't, oh, even the people I was working with, my staff, you know, and it just got to the point where, and when you're sick like that too, you have a lot of, um, you feel hostility, like you're you're angry. You're like, you know, you're agitated because you're just not comfortable. So your relationships aren't, aren't really going very well. And um, and so um, that, yeah, that went on for a long time. And then even after I found out what was wrong with me, it was a long crawl to get out of that hole. And what I learned through that process was what I am heavily involved with now. And I started um, designing a lot of products that, um, that were things that I needed. And through um, different uh, suppository routes of delivery, um, nasal sprays and um, liposomals and, and nebulizing. So I, I started using these things, but I started formulating for myself and then I started to offer it to my patients. And um, it, it was all born, MitoZen was all born from like my own needs and things that really worked the first thing that really made a difference for me was glutathione suppositories and i i would take it before bed and i'd wake up and i would have a lot less inflammation and what's really cool about glutathione is it's like it serves three main purposes one is it it uh it's an anti-inflammatory um, number two is it it helps to detox the body so it wraps around all these chemicals and all these heavy metals, and it chaperones them out of the body, and um, and it's also really helpful for um, allergies, and and um, lastly, it's it's part of your your viral immunity very powerfully. So those were just like checking all the boxes for me, right? And that was one of the um, one of the things that you know, if I got like a an IV with it, it wasn't quite of. An impact as the suppository, because the suppository was slow releasing over like five to seven hours, and so your your ability to get that into your into your cells was, was made all the difference. So in you know in reality, um, suppository delivery might actually be in a lot of cases better than an IV, and it's more convenient. You don't have to get a needle stick. Like the NAD has been just incredible like as a, as a suppository uh, compared to the yeah. I Have you
1: done the IVs? I've done a few of them. I, and I, I want to get into the NAD stuff too because one of the things, I don't know if, what the title of this episode will be, but I really want to talk about travel stuff. I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast, but the past three years because of... <laughs> tyranny uh we haven't been able to travel a lot Uh and many of us kind of refuse to travel for a certain time when we're required to put a diaper on our face um Uh uh, but the nad suppositories uh, yeah have been a huge part of that and i have had the ivs and uh it's it's very uncomfortable it's very uncomfortable i think i took it pretty well like they were like wow we're going really fast you doing okay and it's
0: like chest pressure you're just you yeah, feel, You feel off. Like but I also
1: like... just didn't feel... I mean, maybe that day and the following day, I felt like, wow, I have more energy, right? Just like you just feel kind of mitochondria firing on all cylinders. But mm. I find with um, not only the suppositories, but also with the oral uh, liposomal one that you have, I mean, it's like... Any day that I'm underslept or just fatigued, that's an absolute guarantee yeah. uh, way to get my energy back and, mm-hmm. and, and with flying, but we'll talk about that. So so you start to formulate your own stuff just out of need. I like I like these origin stories when, um, I mean, Dave Asprey kind of had a similar thing with with Bulletproof with some of the stuff that he started to roll out with mm-hmm. because they were just novel substances that he found and researched and were effective and no one was really making them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I like that when someone just kind of goes mad scientist and figures out what helps them. And it's like, well, if this is helping me, especially with the unique delivery systems, if this is helping me, it's going to help other people. So, yeah. yeah. And having gone in the, the back here, because for those listening, we're at the Advanced Rejuvenation Center in Sarasota, but this is also the home of the MitoZen uh, headquarters, right? And so- right. I, I want to hopefully I don't want to promise this um, and not deliver, but we our intention is to go film some behind the scenes stuff in the little Santa's workshop back here. Uh-huh, yeah, I don't know if it connected in my mind that you guys make everything here and like there's a bunch of elves elves in there making it. <laughs> we go back, one woman's covered in methylene yeah, blue. You, well, your <laughs> comment was,
0: how do you make the methylene blue without turning blue? And I said, well, they get through they you know they they do it and then we walked and one of my girls is making it and her face was all blue <laughs> it
1: was like well they don't she's like covered in it but yeah i think today's the first time i was like oh all these little you know bullets that i get in unwrap and these oral the methylene blue i'm like oh you guys are making it right here it's really it's really interesting so mm. i hope to get a little behind the scenes stuff i'm just a nerd with wanting to know how things work and where they come from and how they're made so mm-hmm To combat stress, improve my sleep, and have better focus, I've been using this thing called the Apollo Wearable for the past few years. In fact, I'll let you in a little secret here. I wear it often while recording podcasts, and uh, you listeners and my guests don't even know I'm using it. It can be worn on the wrist, ankle, or as a clip attached to your clothing. I have it on right now to help me focus on these recordings. Through soothing, gentle waves of vibration, the Apollo helps your body relax and reduces the feelings of stress. When I'm wearing it, it's actually silent and can barely be felt on the body. Plus, it has airplane mode, so it won't blast you with Bluetooth radiation while you use it, which is a feature I really appreciate when it comes to tech like this. So I like to run the Apollo Neuro app to effortlessly transition through my day and night with modes to help me relax, fall asleep, focus, recover, and stay calm and present. Basically, it's like a workout for your nervous system, and consistency is the key, so the more you use it, the better it works, which is probably why it works so well for me. I've been at it for quite a while. The Apollo strengthens and rebalances your autonomic nervous system, so your heart rate variability, or HRV, improves, which means you're building resilience to stress the more you use it. If you want to grab one, here's what you do. Use the code LUKESTORY15 at Apoloneuro.com to get 15% off. And while you're on their site, make sure to check out the Science tab to see all the past and ongoing clinical trials. This tech is legit, and they definitely have the science to prove it. So again, go to Apoloneuro.com and use the code LUKE15. Anyway, so so you had this Lyme situation going on. You start mega dosing the glutathione and NAD. What what happened? You know, as you well, started NAD to wasn't
0: really on the radar. Oh, Neither okay. was methylene blue. Unfortunately, if I had those tools, like that, would have been a much different. So, like we we work with a lot of people. We have coaching plans and we're able to utilize some of the things that we have now. And it's, I mean, we get people turning around, you know, way quicker than I did. You know, sometimes within the first month, people are like feeling like a whole new person. So, you know, I've become incredibly interested in photobiomodulation and different types of um, photodynamic substances in conjunction with different light sources and uh, uh, Yeah, we've
1: been doing a lot of that here. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we'll, and we'll get into some of that stuff. But yeah, the, that, that is really interesting to me because let there be light, right? I mean, everything, everything in our known universe is frequency and the visible and invisible um, spectrum of light. It's mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's like you were talking about the human body is just infinite. You could never stop being fascinated with it. That's how light is to me from lasers to the red light to blue light. I mean, it's just the sun, right? The sun yeah. has this spectrum and then you have the electromagnetic spectrum of invisible light. I mean, it's just, I, I know very little about it because I definitely no master at physics, but I know how I feel in the presence of certain lights, Mm -hmm. right? And when you start to play with silver and methylene blue and copper and different things that have that ability to resonate with the frequencies of light, it gets real cool. Yeah, well, what what I find fascinating is that
0: your, your mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell, is where the rubber meets the road with making energy. This is where oxygen and glucose is converted into ATP and that's through the electron transport chain, right? So we're moving electrons, that's what the mitochondria does. Its job is to move electrons. In the process of moving electrons, it's an exothermic uh, reaction, which means that it releases heat. And the mitochondria garners that heat uh, release and makes the ATP. You know, that's the energy. And it can use photons or electrons. So the electron transport chain could actually be the photon transport chain. So photons is non-matter, and electrons is matter, right? So it's it's like almost got some spiritual aspects of of the difference between matter and not matter and like what happens between those two, you know, forms. Like this is- The particle on the
1: wave. hmm Quantum healing, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of quantum healing, I thought something that was really cool that you guys do, of course, is um, I think it was one day I was getting one of the IVs and- uh, The nurse practitioner was putting the IV in the Lila block, Uh like before administering it. I was like, "Oh, that's super cool! Yeah, I like that you guys are integrating all of that kind of these these sort of obscure technologies." And and while I've been here, I didn't I forgot to do it with the quantum upgrade, but. Uh, I did assign my FLFE account to the property while i 'm here, which I always do when i travel and i I would have doubled up and put the quantum upgrade i just I went on my computer and I was just out of it and i couldn 't figure out how to do it but yeah, I, I think maximizing all energetics possible when you 're working on healing something is really fun, yeah, and even like when we did Me the um, when we did the V cells and you, you took my blood, and we can get into what that was, but this is going back to kind of the spiritual element of how you work with clients is i had the vials of my my blood or the the v cells the v cells and you're like you know you had had me put it on my heart and just envision golden healing light and really pray to that part of my body as it was going to be readministered. you know it's just i mm. love that and then and then one day you put a you, i walk in the treatment room and you hang a freaking pyramid from the ceiling you know and it's <laughs> like <laughs> lay under that we're doing the endonasal balloons and i mean it's just it's next level and i remember walking in the pyramid uh, thinking i wonder what all john's staff think <laughs> you know like the shit that you get up to here you know <laughs> are they like rolling their eyes when they walk in the other room or are they down with it because they're all on board they're like.
0: down with it oh, okay. yeah they're yeah. they're all we i mean we we it takes a special human to be working here you know yeah. they're they're not just just anybody off the streets. You know, these people are, I think most of which they're attracted to the to the practice. You know, they show up and they're they're people that are very, um, you know, spiritually based, energy, energy based. You know, they've done energy healing or, you know, they're into it. So uh, I've been really blessed that way.
1: Yeah, your team's great. They've all been really helpful. here. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've been kind of, first couple of days sort of invalid, right? And then Allison got her, stem cell injections in her knees and her reaction was much stronger than any of us anticipated (laughs) so Mm -hmm, you know she was incapacitated and thank god we're staying here in the apartment you know you have like two client apartments here which is great because at first we were going to stay somewhere else and that didn't work out and i was like oh man we're going to stay in the apartment at the clinic like i want to be on the beach or something you know but as fate would have it, you know, of course you it's look perfect. back in hindsight and go, Oh my God, we would have been screwed if we were staying somewhere else. Yeah. It was really nice to be able to just wheel, you know, wheel her <laughs> wheelchair yeah. in here. Yeah. And, you know, now of course it's been a few days and she's doing the the CVAC machine and getting laser treatment and doing all kinds of stuff and she's like just moving right along, you know. Yeah. And
0: you you you're dialed in on that apartment. You've got the red light panels, you've yeah. got the sauna space lights you've got now you've got a biocharger a biocharger, you know, a a biocharger and then and then you've got your cold plunge just outside yeah. the door
1: see i think i think you should like patent um biohacking uh airbnbs or hotels <laughs> right where you go in you don't have to change anything because i packed all my uh my red light bulbs like those bond charge light bulbs people I, I, someone the other day was it you that was telling me you met someone and they're like oh luke's story yeah, he talks about how he travels with his red light bulbs. I don't believe that. Was that you? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> uh, you want to look in my suitcase? I don't go anywhere without those. But I pulled in here and uh, unpacked my it's suitcase. Already done you already it. had them, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, um, but let, let's jump back to, uh, you know, we kind of left a cliffhanger there. So, you know, when did you start seeing improvements in, in the Lyme and all this joint pain and stuff you were having? You, know, you talked about the glutathione really helped, like, what was the threshold where you felt like oh i'm out of the woods like i beat this thing i'm i'm healthy now
0: well i felt someone out of the woods for several years and then i did an internship with frank schallenberger i went out to reno and i wanted to learn about his method of testing mitochondria he has this pretty uh, elaborate test that he does to actually test my cuz it's very difficult to test it there's not really any lab work that you can do to really get um, an understanding of how strong or how resilient your mitochondria. So I, so when I went out there, um, I spent a, a week with him and uh, and and he took me in as a patient because I they had an opening. I said, hey, would you mind you know? And I was having a lot of neurological problems still, you know, a lot of memory and um, you know, quite frankly, I was still not feeling well. So he put me on. Um, 200 milligrams of melatonin. And he even suggested I take it during the day and the, and the night. And you know, my, my response was like, man, am I going to be able to stay awake during the day if I take it? And he says, well, 20% of the population, and I found this to be true, can tolerate melatonin during the day as long as there's lights in the eye. It's the darkness that then activates the pineal melatonin. But there's this whole um, idea of extra pineal melatonin and what that melatonin is doing for every cell in your body. So every mitochondria produces the melatonin and it's there to protect the cell um, from overheating, basically. So too much oxidation. And, it, and what happens is there's a threshold that it's all about inflammation. So the mitochondria does not like inflammation. And so when the cytokines or the inflammation gets to a certain level, the mitochondria shut, shut down And the energy has to be taken out of the mitochondria into the area of the cell called the cytosol, which is about 10% as much energy as you would make otherwise. And this is exactly what happens with cancer cells. It's called the Warburg effect because Otto Warburg um, was able to um, figure this out in the 1940s. He won a Nobel prize that Hitler didn't let him accept actually. So what i found was that for me i still had this level of inflammation because i hadn't really solved the mold problem for myself you know i had worked on the on the lime um worked on the viruses but i was still now i find out that it's um it my house was moldy
1: yeah oh man god (laughs) fertile
0: so, yeah so that and that's that's just in Florida it's just
1: a not- an ongoing problem, yeah. you know same like, in Texas, there's a lot of mold there too i I've heard and I don't know if this is true uh, or not, but that Texas and Florida are the two most mold prone states, hmm. yeah, should makes sense because of the humidity in both, but I'm like, what about Louisiana, where you know there's other humid places, but... oh they're moldy, yeah, <laughs> they're moldy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think everybody's got got to deal with
0: that. You know, and even if you don't have water damage into your house, the humidity needs to stay at a certain level otherwise it grows, you know. And yeah. so um so a when I, so yeah, when I went on the melatonin, um a lot of things started to get better for me. Like it was just dramatic. And and that's, that's when I started to um, be inspired to write a book. And I wrote a book called Melatonin Miracle Molecule, which is almost like a Bible. It's
1: like a textbook. Worked on that for about three years. And we, for those listening, we did an episode a couple of years ago uh, all about melatonin. So if you're like, oh, I want to learn more, like it was a two plus hour chat about that. And uh, yeah, you know, so there's, there's more there.
0: It, the, the rabbit hole with melatonin just is so amazing. You know, gut health, brain, immune system, um, infections, you know. I mean, personally, I thought that melatonin should have been the answer for the pandemic um, because they found in Canada, they did a study, and it reduces the transmission of that virus by 54%. And um, it reduces mortality dramatically because it's preventing that cytokine storm from... Shutting the energy down. So this this whole concept that we we're talking about, where a certain level of inflammation shuts down life force, it shuts down the, the 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 mitochondrial function. So your immune cells have a certain capacity to fight. And so if they're fighting against something, and you have too many cytokines, too much inflammation, then the immune cells shut down, and then you lose the war. And that's what that site This is where when people find themselves in the hospital with critical. Um, you know, severe to critical uh, infection with any virus. So, putting melatonin, this is what they gave to President Trump. I mean, it was, it was all actually, you could find it pretty readily in the beginning of the pandemic. And there was a lot of hospitals that put it on their, um, you know, on their website showing that this was the part of their treatment. Like a high plan. dose melatonin? Yeah. They were going 40, 60, sometimes 100 milligrams. Oh, okay. And they were even having their staff take it as
1: a preventative. And so for, for people listening, you know, like I said, we did an episode on melatonin, but when you go to the health food store and get some melatonin pills, it's like three or four milligrams, right? And that might like help sleep onset a little bit, but mm. I've never experienced like a full night's sleep from taking four milligrams of melatonin. Yeah. And it's homeopathic. Why, but why but why are people so brainwashed about melatonin and so afraid of high dose because I've been doing your high dose stuff for a couple years off and on. I don't do it every night but like if I need sleep or like here when I needed to recover from my procedure I mean I was hammering the melatonin and as long as I take it early enough in the night, like for me a good time is when the sun goes down, then I take it. If I wait until eleven and I'm going to bed and I'm like, Oh, I'll take a bunch, of, you know, four hundred milligrams of melatonin, mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna be groggy the next morning and not wanna get out of bed. But if I take it early, kind of it seems to set the circadian rhythm, which goes into the travel topic. But why why are people so weird about
0: that? Well, you know, I think what happens is that there's flawed research that comes out. And then when subsequent research comes out that proves it wrong, it's already ingrained in the culture of the medical community, like testosterone, right? Being the cause of prostate cancer is a good example. I mean, they've come out and completely debulked that, but I mean, I could tell you like, this is just the focus of almost every urologist still today. You know, they don't, they don't see the the research, you know, that's come out afterwards. So with melatonin, there was some early research that was flawed that was suggesting that much lower doses are better than higher doses. Um, And so a lot of that that just got ingrained in the culture. And then there's this idea of, in this concept of hormones shutting down your endogenous production, where progesterone, testosterone, cortisol, all of these things, if you take them, you have a negative feedback loop. So the body says, oh, we've got plenty of that. Let's shut down the production or let's shut down the receptor sites so that you know we're not gonna overly activate the body with that particular hormone. Well, we don't have that negative feedback loop with melatonin. It's really, really interesting. It's one of the few um, hormones that have no negative feedback, which means that there's no reason... To not take higher doses with some some tor- sort of concern that if I take it, then my body's going to start you know becoming addicted to it i 'm going to shut down my own production and then you know what what's going to happen after that, or there might be this thought that there's a toxicity to melatonin, which they they 've done studies where they gave up to one hundred and forty thousand milligrams to like an adult, and they stopped the study because there was the, the word toxicity 100,
1: 140,000. Yeah. we're talking about like 200 milligrams is like, what do, what do you consider like high dose? 200 to 400? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I've got patients that I even have um, up to a gram of melatonin. And, um, and it doesn't concern me at all. You know, I think, you know, we should probably preface this conversation with this is not medical advice.
1: Right. And all my podcast episodes would be prefaced with that. At one point, I was going to record a disclaimer, you know, and you got to also, you know, say like, uh, you know, these views of the guests don't reflect the Lifestylist podcast. And there might be uh, monetary. Whatever gain by the guest or me, and it's like, well, I think everyone that listens to podcasts knows, like, that we get paid to do what we do. Hopefully, if you've been doing it long enough, uh-huh. takes a while, trust me, but eventually you do. But also, check with your physician. Yeah. Well, the problem um,
0: is that most physicians are clueless. Like, oh, dude. Methyl, like methylene blue. <laughs> I mean, they're they're terrified. They think that you're gonna d- you know, you're going to die what if you that? take fish, methylene blue. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. but for sure with melatonin. So, you know, the book is, I think, something that um, can really help a lot of people navigate it. There's a lot of really good data. And it's, it, you know, there's various chapters that talk about different diseases and the, all the research that was done cancer, gut, cardiovascular. Um, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you saw this, but Dave Asprey put out this um, video recently. And and he was like, oh, I just got back from the hospital, went to the ER and melatonin gave me tachycardia. And like, it's in the research, check it out. It doesn't happen with everybody, but it happened with me. And I'm like scratching my head, like arrhythmia, heart arrhythmia and melatonin. Like I've never heard anything like that. Right. And I was thinking, did I miss something? Right. So I went and I reached out to Russell Ryder, who is the foremost authority on on melatonin. And I I even sent him the video, right? And and Russell's like, wow, that's really interesting. He wants to get on the phone and talk to Dave. And I think we talked about it a little bit.
1: You mentioned that, yeah. It's funny because I just interviewed Dave like a week ago or something, but we didn't talk about melatonin. Yeah, and he's like, well, there's been
0: like, I don't know how many hundreds of studies showing that melatonin is really good for arrhythmias and that he doesn't know any studies showing that it would cause an arrhythmia, so it would actually help it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like kind of reckless um, information that people put out there. And then people think that, you know, I mean, Dave's got like this reputation of bringing quality, you know, biohacking information out there. So it was really sad for me to see something that reckless. And so, um, Dave, if you're listening to this podcast... You know, uh, Russell wants to get on the phone with you and talk to you about
1: this. (laughs) Next time I talk to Dave, I'll mention it to him. Like, hey, I don't know if it was the melatonin that did that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with, you know, it's like the studies, right? Show me the studies. And it's, I mean, I remember years ago taking fish oil because it's like every health specialist and health guru in the world is like saying how great fish oil is. And there's all these studies and studies and studies. And then come to find out, like a lot of those studies have been funded by companies that have a monetary incentive to get rid of this waste product from the fishing industry. Yeah. Or just to- no offense to anyone who likes fish oil, you know, to each their own, but based on what I know and like how my body feels, uh, you know, the the poofas and just fish oil, no matter how high the quality, to me is not something I would ever voluntarily put in my body. Yeah. And there's there's, a, there's an, an equal number of impressive studies that say, polyunsaturated fatty acids are really shitty for you and that fish oil is the worst possible thing you could take, you know? Well, so it's like you can find studies that support any dogmatic perspective. Well, you when know? the study's being confusing. done
0: by somebody that's got bias, it's been well documented that it's it's like sixty to eighty percent false information in there. And that's what our entire pharmaceutical industry that they, they do their own research right and so they are funding the research they're in control of the research they bring that to the fda the fda evaluates it and they push people through uh or they push these drugs through um and
1: fox guard in the hen house (laughs) yeah you know something's wrong
0: with that you know the other thing that just blows my mind is that a government official at the fda or anywhere in the government can own a patent on a drug or some sort of some something like like Fauci for instance like he has patents on all these HIV and these viral like tests and like the you know the patents that he has are conflicting with the decisions he's making oh. as a government official totally. and so these these people are making millions and millions of dollars off their patents when they're making they're making pub, you know public decisions on whether these things are going to be used in and you know by the government or just in general
1: yeah it's a it's a very corrupt system which is why i i like doing what i do and sharing interesting people like you with the world cuz it's like you said in the beginning you know it's the body knows what to do it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's a matter of having the wisdom and experts around you that are truly incentivized to help your body do what it wants to and needs to do mm-hmm. and to educate oneself a bit about those things that are antithetical to your body's vitality and to try to remove those from your environment whether it's the internal external environment as best you can while still living, you know, a normal life. I mean, it's like you 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 can't avoid all toxins and EMF and blue light. I mean, it's it, trust me, I've tried it. It's a full-time job and It makes you neurotic, also, which is Uh, not good for your health. So it's like a little education, avoid things when you can. I mean, I think there's certain things, you know, seed oils, glyphosate, corn syrup, aspartame. There's some like serious poisons that most people on the planet, or especially in America, eat on a daily basis um, that can be avoided without exorbitant expense or inconvenience it's just a matter of like awareness you go to the store you read a label like oh canola oil pass i'll mm. get the thing with coconut oil you know i mean there's mm-hmm. there's micro decisions that you can make where you habituate yourself into not assaulting the body with poison mm-hmm. And then, you know, like we'll talk about there's ways to get the poison out that's unavoidable. (laughs) Mm Because even if you live a really clean life, I mean, you could be like a state to the east of Ohio. And if the trade winds go that way right now, God bless, but you're probably breathing in a bunch of this shit that just blew up on the train, you know? So it's like, no matter where you live on the planet, there's some sort of um, agitation coming your way. And Mm -hmm. so- It's like how can we not be neurotic and live in fear but also kind of understand things like glutathione, melatonin, NAD, all these things we're talking about, things that you can give the body to support its vitality and then you know, in a sane way hopefully avoid some of the things that are the most problematic. I think
0: the real big lesson here is that the toxins aren't going away. They're going to increase over time. And so we have to have...
1: What if Greta Thunberg... Gets rid of... Them. <laughs> Just kidding. No, this drives me crazy, dude, because you have this climate change shit that is like so obviously fake because when something like the Ohio situation happens, they're, they're nowhere to be found. No word from any of them. Not to say there aren't well-meaning people that want to protect the environment, but I mean the people that have incentives of gain... Monetary gain and coercion and control of the populace, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like to think that people like me and you, I mean, I, you got a recycling bin out there. You're talking about how you want to make the packaging for Mitozin more green and recyclable and stuff. I mean, you know, there's people like us that care about the planet that want to do good things. And I'm sure there's people that have made a career out of that, but there's also a lot of shysters out there, you know, using the guise of saving the environment, but what's really being done? So, I'm erring on the side of being hopeful that there will be less toxins in the environment, but that's probably naive of me. Mm. You know, I mean when you just look up in the sky on any given day, they're spraying something up there and it's probably not vitamin B, you know?
0: Well, we're on the top (laughs) of the food chain, Luke. So we're the ones accumulating the toxins. Right. You know? And so having systems to detox, and I think Um, everybody should have some sort of detox that they do on a a regular basis, I think. Otherwise, you're just accumulating toxins. And some people have better detox pathways. You know, there's certain genetics.
1: Yeah, mine suck. I found out recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bummer. Yeah. Yeah, I got some DNA test with... uh, his name Kosh We call him Cash. Kashif of I think the DNA companies. Is, yeah. He did a consult with me. He's like, yeah, your methylation. De- yeah, your detox pathways are weak, sauce. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, you know, it sucks when you're like aware of the toxins in the environment and try to avoid them, and you're still your body is just not great at that. Yeah, but you know, there's people like you that make cool products that I can take that help, you know, assist that process? Well, it's the
0: fat-soluble toxins that really get us in trouble. And that, what they, where they like to settle in is in your cell membranes. And I'm sure Dan um, spoke about that in yeah. your podcast. Yeah, he did. And so that's where, you know, uh, that's where, you know, we start to get this inflammatory response because that's, the cell signaling is really powerful at that cell membrane. And um, heavy metals fall, fall into that area. And our cell membranes turn over every two years. So it's not something... And that's where the, the, uh, a lot of the bad oils, the bad fats and the vegetable oils, they, they replace that phospholipid um, membrane. And they're, they create a situation where the membrane isn't as flexible. So like your red blood cells can't move into... Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, capillaries. And so then you, st- you start to have a, a problem with delivering oxygen to the body. Um, so detoxing um, uh, the cell membranes is not something that can be done in a short period of time. You know, so a lot, of, a lot of practitioners will have, you know, IV protocols or protocols where they'll say, well, I'll come in and we'll do like a series of 12 IVs, chelation, and you'll be fine. Well, that's not really how it works. You, know, you really have to do more of a multiple-month you know, program, especially if you've got lots of high toxins, you know, if you've been exposed to a lot of mold. So when you get exposed to mold, those, um, those, those um, mycotoxins settle in the cell membranes, right? Because they're fat-soluble. If you've had chronic viral infections for a long time, there's, there's biotoxins from those that then settle in, you know, and then the chemicals. And so this becomes so burdenful on the system that then you have this inflammatory reaction that then shuts down your mitochondria, which then shut down your immune system, and then you have chronic infection. So it's, it's, not, it's not really common for people to be toxic and not have infections. There's usually both in conjunction. That's
1: interesting. That makes a lot of sense. It's the systemic nature of the body. You know, we we think about, I think, the body in this compartmentalized way, this mechanistic way, right? Where you have the immune system over here and then you have uh, you know, detox pathways over here. But the way you're describing it is this synergistic system that's all working together. And when one piece of that puzzle falls out of line, then there's a cascade of all of these other issues. So you might just get exposed to a bunch of mercury because you had metal fillings in your head and you think oh just get rid of that and we're good Mm -hmm, (laughs) you know know, you're not addressing the inflammation and the suppression of the immune system that allows the proliferation of these systemic infections and it's just like oh my god as beautiful as the complexity of the body is it also makes it um difficult to care for in in the modern world you know with all the shit that we have going against us I want to back up to um, Shallen, Burger. Is it Shallenberger? Frank Shallenberger, yeah. Burger. yeah. He's the big ozone guy. Yeah. yeah, I've tried to get him on the podcast because I want to do like a deep dive on ozone and he's such an innovator in that space, but I haven't been able to reach him um, thus yet. But when you went and he turned you on to the higher dose melatonin, did you start working with ozone for the, the lime and the mold and stuff that you had going on? Too? Well,
0: ozone had been something that really helped me um, and we, we got into doing um, IVO zone way early. You know, this was something that we were, It was part of our practice or way early on, even before I, um, before I got Lyme disease. And so I did find that to be really helpful. Um, and 10-pass, you know, we, we, we started using the 10-pass system. Now we do something called Rejuvenox, which is That's what I've been doing. Yeah. What
1: is that? I didn't even ask. I'm just like, yeah, put it in.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's 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 a it's a process where so oxygen ozone is three oxygen molecules that are fused together and they're f- fairly fragile. So once they interact with your blood or your your body tissues, it it re- has this reaction which is very oxidative, but that triggers like a stress response. Just like it's almost like exercising your cells. And
1: It's like a hormetic stress to your cells.
0: Basically. Yeah, it's, it's a hormetic response. So, um, so what we, what I, what, oxygen perfuses more readily into an alkaline environment, right? It doesn't like to move into acid environment as well. So we like to, to load up our patient's IV with a pretty hefty dose of magnesium before and I think you've been really enjoying that because you I get kind of it. like a benzo. Kind of <laughs> I like. love it.
1: It would be dangerous if I had that set up at home. I'd probably be doing it every day. What wow. are you doing? What are we doing? Like 2,000? 2,000. 2000 yeah. I sent of magnesium chloride. Yeah. Yeah. I sent that to a friend of mine who's a big magnesium fan. And he was like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, you can't do that. It feels great. I don't know. I not Where's the research, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, that this is another thing. Everybody's like terrified. So it can drop your blood pressure. And so, you know, it's important to monitor the blood pressure. And if somebody has low blood pressure, then it might not be the best idea. But yeah, I've been, um, when I've been traveling, getting IVs, I've requested. And, you know, most people are terrified to give any more than a couple hundred milligrams of um, of magnesium, but I was—I um, think I might have mentioned this to you many, many years ago. I had um, a gentleman who was researching um, a process that he was um, in the in the process of patenting, where it was a high dose of magnesium IV and then going right into a hyperbaric chamber. And what he was finding was it was turning on neurogenesis like nothing that he's seen before and his his kid had a really bad tbi and was completely dysfunctional and so he did this process and it was just a soft chamber as well so it wasn't like the hard chamber even and um and so they were really excited about it and he brought his kid in because he heard about the work i was doing with the endonasal balloons and it just made sense to him like wow if i could like open up that 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 cranial rhythm and that and that ability for oxygen to move through the cerebral spinal fluid blah 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 and then do my process. I forgot what he was calling it. but um, uh, And so he brought his kid in, we did the balloons, and it helped him quite a bit. But that opened my eyes up to, wow, you can do a lot more magnesium, and it's really not that, you know, as long as it's done in the right set and setting. So we do this high-dose magnesium, it alkalizes the blood, and it also vasodilates your microcirculation. So not only are you going to have more ozone that's going to be able to get in and activate in the blood, but you're also going to have the byproduct of the oxidation of the ozone in the blood creates these like little lipids that become oxidized. And then those become signaling molecules. And those signaling molecules then travel throughout the body and they're incredibly uh, beneficial because they're signaling the body to, um, to have a, opposite reaction to too much oxidation. So you have this buffering of your antioxidant systems come back. There's, um, there's a gene called um, PGC1-alpha. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before, but it's the primary gene that is activated to stimulate something called mitochondrial biogenesis. This is when we make new mitochondria. And so PGC1-alpha is activated with um, heavy exertion of exercise, um, fasting. Um, I mean, there's there's certain hormetic uh, triggers that really trigger this and ozone's one powerful trigger. Ozone's actually also a trigger for autophagy. So we'll have a lot of people come in when they do some of these IVs and they'll be in a fasting state. And so you can really help to clear a lot of the um, senescent cells, you know, which is one of the main reasons that we fast is we want to like clean up these zombie cells that create a lot of inflammation. Um, and then you're going to get this powerful activation for renewing your mitochondria. So the mitochondria become old and they're kind of, they're kind of stagnant. So like getting that signaling to say, hey, you know, let's go and refresh our mitochondria. And through mitophagy, which is like autophagy, um, we're going to recycle those old, weak, you know, dysfunctional mitochondria into fresh new ones. And so um, I think that utilizing ozone in conjunction with fasting is a brilliant idea. And people can do that rectally. You know, it's not, you know, obviously we do it here at the clinic, but I think that anybody listening to this that's into fasting, we have a whole fasting pro, um, kit called Fast Track Fast because I'm also a big fan of senolytics. You know, so like it's a substance that activates a stronger clearing of the senescent cells. And so um, sterile still from blueberries and physitin from strawberries are the two primary ones that we have in a product called Lusitol, which we have in a suppository, but we also have it in a uh, liposomal. So taking that while you're fasting can really help. Um,
1: I want to talk to you today about biohacking your blood. That's right. If you've ever skipped one too many meals or overindulged your cravings, you know that your blood sugar levels can significantly impact how your body feels and functions. Well, here's how you can do like I do and get that stuff under control. The folks over at NutriSense have created a program that combines cutting-edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different inputs all in real time. With a subscription to the NutriSense program, you get a wearable biosensor called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM. In fact, I've got one on right now. You also get access to the NutriSense app, which lets you track and analyze in real time how your glucose levels respond to food, exercise, stress, and sleep. Uh, I tested this last night by eating some chocolate-covered almonds and my glucose levels went through the roof. Not great, but uh, that helps me discipline myself to not screw around. And you also get one free month of support from a dietitian who will help you interpret the data and provide suggestions based on your health goals. And by the way, applying this biosensor is super easy and painless, and seeing your data in real time via the app makes it easy to identify what you're doing well and where there's room for improvement. So to get on board with this, here's what you do. Head over to Nutrisense.io slash Luke to check out what they do. And you can use code Luke to get $30 off and one month of free dietitian support. Again, that's Nutrisense.io slash Luke, and the code is Luke. I wanna ask you something. <laughs> There's so many like side threads here. For some reason, I intuited, and maybe you mentioned this to me at some point, I just don't remember that, and I thought it was my brilliant idea, but I've used Lucidol many times uh, during and after plant medicine uh, journeys. Oh, yeah. And it's really really helped my resilience to that. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it can be pretty hard on, on the body. Am I imagining that? Did you tell me that or did I, I just... I Well, I wrote a book, um, Neuroprotection
0: um, with Plant Medicine. Right, 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 right. And so in that in that book, we talk about a lot of different Maybe substances that's where that I are got neuroprotective. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, uh, you know, I discovered that, um, you know, a few years ago. And um, the... So there's a there's a there's an immune cell in your brain called a microglial. And a microglial cell is like a chihuahua with a bazooka. And it's a it's a tiny cell, but once they get activated, like you know, like a little dog, you know, if you go in, you bust into the house or something, it's like bark, bark, they keep barking. The the microglial don't want to quiet down. In fact, that's one of the primary ways that when people get like a brain injury, you know, like a football player gets hit in the head. Um, or anybody gets a TBI, or if you have some toxin or infection that gets into the brain, there's an activation of microglial, and that's their their way of uh, defending, right? But then they don't shut down. So quieting down glial activation has been a huge area of interest in the medical world, right? To find drugs that do it. But really, there's really nothing better than like, powerful polyphenols to do that like quercetin um the uh, as as soon as you can you know to start integrating it because yeah. otherwise you start to forget
1: yeah totally yeah and it's just like depending on what medicine you're working with there might be fasting involved or if you're working with ayahuasca it's not like you can you know drink a bunch of electrolytes i mean you pretty much <laughs> you know, in a traditional ceremony at least i mean i've had ceremonies where i was able to you know take some magnesium and electrolytes and stuff, which was really helpful but if if it 's a medicine that 's hard on your stomach and part of the protocol by the facilitators is fasting dude you you can get excruciating headaches, you get super dehydrated if you 're mm-hmm. purging, if you have um, diarrhea like you get all dehydrated I mean you feel like shit by the next morning and it's to me it's you know it 's worth it because i 've had so much emotional healing and so many insights with these things but it has been really helpful for me over the past couple of years to learn, like you know, different things that I can put into that um, experience so that it's not so hard on the body. You know, well, I think
0: I think driving mitochondrial, uh, you know, because the brain is the most sensitive to um, to mitochondria. So when your energy, your life force starts to to win- dwindle a little bit, then the brain can't really it can't work as as efficiently. And so when you're Looking to get as much out of a plant medicine experience, or if you're just doing deep meditation or whatever it is, so things like the NAD, right, the the NAD max. I've
1: used that the NAD uh, in in uh, journeys quite a bit too, and uh, and
0: and I realize this is going to be fairly controversial because <laughs> um, uh, I have a tendency to be fairly con- controversial as well. But
1: I mean, what fun is a podcast <laughs> if it's not controversial? Come on, but
0: but using um, methylene blue. In conjunction, like at the same time, right? But so, what about
1: what about the SSRI effect of like um, methylene blue? This, like with that's something, the controversy. But with something like peyote, I, I think that in one of my early peyote journeys, I was using the um, transcriptions trokies uh-huh. just to be like awake and alert and whatever. I mean, it's pretty arduous ceremony the way this particular group held it. I mean, it's very regimented and there's a lot of discipline involved. (laughs) You're not going to sleep if you feel sick or something, right? Mm -hmm. Like in an ayahuasca ceremony. And dude, I think taking methylene blue kind of made me immune to the peyote because everyone around me is like, oh, I see my grandfather in the fire and they're just tripping balls. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of sitting there like, when does this shit kick in? Like, give me some more, give me some more. That's interesting. I didn't, yeah, I really did not feel any, I mean, I had a lot of, you know, the next morning and I got a lot of benefit out of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. my- relationship with Allison is largely uh, in existence because of those ceremonies together and yeah. so it wasn't like I didn't get benefits but I didn't really seem to feel the medicine in the way that other people did and mm. and I had a sneaking suspicion that I might have like given myself kind of an immunity to the medicine of using methylene blue well there's always that risk right? with mescaline in particular yeah well the
0: you know if you get into like MDA or MDMA Um, Journeys, you know, these are very serotonergic. You know, they're really working on serotonin, and the whole idea with methylene blue is that it 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 acts as an SSRI, right? So there's this concern of a serotonin storm, which can be deadly. And I actually personally have a friend that did a MDMA journey and went to the hospital and like literally was like coded, and um and he took a lot, right? So. I think some individuals want to like be very careful with with something like um, methylene blue in conjunction with hot, super high doses. Um, but the whole the whole thing with um, serotonin storm and and methylene blue came about by uh, a procedure called a thymectomy. So it was people that had like a cancer of their thymus gland, and so when they 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 gave them very high doses. I mean, thousands of milligrams IV, and the thymus gland is very metabolically active. So methylene blue loves to go into mitochondria. So nerves or any other tissues that are very uh, metabolically active are going to absorb, and they're going to turn out and look really blue. So they give them this IV, and then they act, they start to open up. You know, the, the thymus is kind of through the neck. Um, and, um, and, and they could dissect it, right? And so they found that there was five people that were on SSRIs and they all passed. So they had serotonin storm, they lost them. So there was this big warning. Oh my gosh, serotonin storm. And so um, that went on for a while until the Mayo Clinic came and did some very deep research into it. And then they came out with a, with a disclaimer saying, hey, there's no concern with serotonin storm with... With methylene blue and SSRIs, unless you're getting this one procedure. Oh, interesting! And so then the whole the whole country of Canada um, removed that warning, but the FDA hasn't, and you got to wonder why. You <laughs> know <laughs> Because you know this is the thing they don't this, want
1: people having any fun. <laughs>
0: well, well, this is this is the deal though is that you have you have a whole. Um, you have a whole population of people that are taking um, antidepressants. And methylene blue, there was a study that they did with, it was 1500 people with manic depression. And they were doing a study with methylene blue in conjunction with with lithium. And I think they were trying to patent it because you can't patent methylene blue, but they were like, uh, what if we combine it? And some people think that the study would have even been better without the lithium, but honestly, I think lithium's a pretty good, I prescribe it. In fact, it's actually in my um, neuroprotection guide as well. Like as, lithium
1: orotate? Uh-huh. So we're not talking about like the pharmaceutical? Giant doses oh, okay. that you'd
0: take if you were on lithium with like for depression. But um, yeah, the results were incredible, right? And so you have this potential because methylene blue can be very, very mood uplifting. I mean, you take it, it's one of the few things that I found that really moves the needle, I think, for a lot of people to feel better. Um, It it increases mitochondrial function by 30%. That's huge. Wow. And especially if you add light to it, you know, you can, you know, we do the intravenous light with our Luma Blue IV protocol.
1: Yeah, which is what I did today. And what's interesting about that too, and there's, I mean, talk about. I don't know. I feel like everything we talk about today is going to be controversial. But there are the methylene blue purists out there, you know, that are like much more reserved about its application. Um, And we're doing, you know, three hundred milligrams in an IV with a with a red light on the IV bag, Mm -hmm. and then once it's all in my body, then we're putting a um, a laser like a basically a, an iv laser so the laser is going into the vein and shining 660 nanometer red light um, but to most rational people 300 milligrams of methylene blue is like way 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 too much mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, i mean i see people like on you know online freaking out well about the
0: window the window is between a half a milligram to four milligrams per kilogram of body weight so how much do you weigh
1: uh, unfortunately, about one ninety-five right now, which is uh, eighty on, kilograms. I got on raw milk for a few months, and so I was like, "Why am I gaining so much weight?" And someone's like, four well, times, maybe four times, don't drink so much raw milk." Four times
0: um, eighty is uh, three. It's over three hundred milligrams.
1: Oh, well,
0: I mean, I feel great. You know, yeah. no side effects or whatever. But, but you know, the 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 idea there is that um, lower doses of methylene blue can be really good for mitochondria, but when you want to get into the, um, some of the antiviral, you know, there, there's there's a whole kind of, um, there's other things that happen with methylene blue that can be really helpful in healing for people with the higher doses. And most of the people that we see here have a lot of chronic infection or they have like deep toxic residue. And so you're trying to like kind of, you know, activate some of those detox pathways and, and, um, Upregulate the immune system and and kill off a variety of different microbes in the body. So using the higher doses, I found really helpful. I mean, we've got cases that come in with um, with herpes. We've got cases with HIV. We have multiple cases with with you know Epstein Barr. A lot of Epstein Barr, cytomegalovirus. HHV six, you know, these are all really common, and these have a tendency to um, those three viruses: Epstein Barr, Cytomegalovirus, and HHV six um, tend to cause a lot of problems in the brain and the ears, and that's why we test and we do. As you know, we do a lot of work with inner ear with the a and we're doing stem cell injections and a series of laser treatments, and uh, and so um, so yeah, and and I think that the uh, the uh, the use of methylene blue with improving um, sensory, you know, eyesight, hearing, because these are all very
1: metabolically sensitive uh,
0: pathways.
1: Interesting thing about the, um, back to the plant medicine recovery protocols that just occurred to me a few minutes ago was why it has been so useful using the suppositories in those experiences like the lucitol and the nad i don't tell anyone i'm doing that but you can't eat stuff you know what i mean like your stomach is usually really sensitive in these experiences and as i as i said and many people know generally you're fasting at least that day mm-hmm. and you're not drinking or eating anything during you probably get really nauseous and it just occurs. It's like oh the digestive system is not having to deal with that, but the mitochondria and and all of these systems in the body that are getting taxed by just the energetic load is kind of you know that's how I think about it sometimes with certain experiences. I mean, your brain is just so um, uh, just invigorated, right? If you're mm. doing like five meo DMT or ayahuasca or psilocybin, I mean, your brain, I don't know what's happening with your brain waves, but it feels like your brain well, is getting...
0: extremely excited, right? Yeah, and so yeah. when that brain gets... overexcited, the word I'm looking overexcited, for. There, there's, there's this activation to the glial cells, which we didn't okay, kind yeah. of like... This is kind of going to wrap it up, right? Yeah. So glial cells get that calm down, you're quenching that glial activation. Okay. And so you're actually like even preventing a lot of those glial cells to go to get so excited and um and that's what prevents i think a lot of the uh the inflammation of the brain that can yeah yeah occur
1: yeah that that makes a lot of sense so that we're definitely going to put that book in the show notes for our our psychonauts out there that you know want to want to kind of assist their recovery because you're right man it's it's the integration is everything and it is much more difficult when you're just smoked and you haven't slept much and mm-hmm. you know, you're know you kind of just like trying to manage the physical body and the symptoms of just all that energy running through you and being sleep deprived and if you're not all there to be able to put the pieces together and actually have a, a plan, like take all the insights that you had and actually put them to use in your life and practical application, there's a lot to be missed there. Just because you're like, oh, I'm trying to just manage getting through this morning. And sometimes in a group setting too, the sharing circle is freaking six hours. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's like you want to be respectful to everyone there. And there's a lot to learn, right, from, mm-hmm. the, from the other people's shares. I mean, yeah, I've had, I think in those peyote experiences, the mo- I don't think I, the most powerful part of that was the next morning in literally like, a six-hour sharing circle Mm because there's 50 people there and it's like the insights people are having are triggering things within me and... You know, if I would have had a little more wherewithal and been able to really take that in, I would have benefited even more, you know? So it's mm-hmm. an important part. And many people listening are never going to even venture into those realms, but I'm all about like getting the most out of those experiences and also causing the least amount of damage and inflammation to your body in the process. Well, that's another concern too is, you know,
0: if, if people are regularly doing plant medicine, you know, then they want to pay attention to this even more because you don't want to be... um In a situation where you're going to develop like Parkinson's disease or a degenerative neurologic disease because you're, (laughs) (laughs) because you're just cranking those microglial and like you know it's just destroying your nerves. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I for me, I have just a natural sort of um, governor on the frequency. It's funny. I was talking to your um, Bryant, your your body worker today, and we're just talking about some different experiences we've had, and and he was saying, well, have you? have you worked with eBoga? I just thought, well, no, I've just, it's around and there's been opportunities and I just have not felt called. And then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, I mean, there's opportunities to work with these medicines, at least in Austin. Mm-hmm. You could be doing it every weekend, you know, but I just, I don't feel like it. <laughs> there's no reason to, right? Yeah. It's like, there has to be for me a really strong call where I just know I have to be there. I am meant to be there. And I've followed that so far for the past few years. Um, of intentionally exploring these realms not like well I've, i just I was introduced you to a new psychedelic today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> i meant to bring that with me yeah,
0: yeah yeah amanita mascara
1: yeah interesting yeah i had so a-
0: that's the that's the santa claus you know it, it, they i think so. that christmas was all based on that right. the reindeer would eat it and uh it's, it's red and with... Um, it's you know. like
1: the emoji, the mushroom emoji, like the classic uh. red with the white spots on it. What's well, interesting, after you gave me that, which is not how I would advise anyone listening to go about these things, but... I took it and then I went and read on. It's like highly poisonous. Like do not eat. You know? <laughs> but you know, obviously, we're doing an extract and it's really a microdose of it. But yeah, it's really yeah. There's a toxic
0: component that needs to be um, decarboxylated, just like when you decarboxylate cannabis, um, which activates the THC, right? Um, so um, if that if it's not properly uh, decarboxylated, usually with some heat, then it could be. You know, it could be lethal. It could be very toxic. You could be very sick. Um, Amanita is kind of interesting. It's um, it works um, it works on the GABA system, like your calming system. And I was um, I was introduced to it not too long ago, um, and I, I I read on it. I did a lot of research and found that the body of research on Amanita for a variety of healing. Uh, is quite profound. Like it enhances sleep profoundly. Um, there's a lot of research showing that it helps with a lot of skin conditions, psoriasis and eczema. Um, it's incredibly helpful for the gut, um, the immune system, um, depression, you know, there's been anxiety disorders. Um, you can take it for sleep. You know, you can take it during the day. It's um, it's a very manageable um, You know, obviously you could
1: take a trip dose, but we're talking about microdosing. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be recording a podcast if it was a macro dose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last time we recorded, I was high as shit accidentally. Um, but this On time, CBG. <laughs> yeah. And well, we had just done a procedure. I had taken ketamine and nitrous oxide, and then I was like, "Well, oh, I kind of need to get back in my body," so I took like too much of your CBG. What's it called? Neurodi Neurodial, Neurodiol- Neurodial. Yeah. Product and yeah, I mean, I had a great time, but at the end of that interview, and we'll put that in the show notes for people that want to hear me act like a total. Freak. Um <laughs> You yeah, were fine. But it, no, I mean it was it was fun. But at the end there was like the ego part of me that was like, ah, oh, this is kind of embarrassing. I don't know if I want to put this out. I was pretty out there, you know. And even my dad listened to it and he's like, Yeah, you sounded sounded pretty silly or whatever he said, you know. I mean, he got a kick out of it. But that was definitely the most altered I've ever been in, you know, in uh in a recording of a podcast. But yeah, I I mean I think this, you know, this there's these novel substances from nature now that are starting to proliferate and get out i mean thank thankfully uh you know for podcasts like this and other people doing this kind of work and people like you that are open-minded and continue to research and experiment with things and don't just get stuck in your siloed dogmatic viewpoint of this is what i do this is my expertise this is what works i'm not going to venture out of that because there's just like you said the human body is I mean, leaving aside just the mind, the brain, right? But even just the body is so complex. And then nature has billions of molecules out there floating around, mm-hmm. just waiting for us to figure out what the hell to do with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's been humans that have figured this out, you know, probably tens of thousands of years before we were even here. Yeah. So Mush-
0: mushrooms are just, they're, you know, incredibly healing. There's yeah. so many amazing mushrooms. And Amanita, um, as of the recording of this show, is completely legal.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Uh, Are you gonna Are you gonna have a product of that at any point? We're We're working on something. Yeah, we
0: want to make sure that it's like super, 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 super legal, (laughs) super legal. Yeah, and for those
1: for those listening too, I forgot this, but I think. if you go to LukeStory.com slash MitoZen, because we're, we'll be taught, we have been and we'll continue to talk about some of the stuff that you guys have, uh, there's a discount there of some kind. And I'll say it in the intro and in the outro, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I want people to be able to try your stuff and you know get a hookup. But if at some point this particular Santa Claus mushroom microdose extract is there, that would be really interesting for people to try too um and trying to track how i feel since i took that i i do feel very relaxed today and i had all that methylene blue uh-huh. so i feel really happy and energized yeah. i don't know i wish everyone listening could just like come here you know and do what i did and then listen to the podcast uh, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's like the subjective experience it, it, it kind
0: of has the ability to it's like you can have all kinds of craziness happening all around you and you just stay totally centered like you don't get caught up in drama as much and there's a lot sometimes for me it's a lot here because i i have a lot of hats that i carry and we do so many different things and i'm going from one room where we might be i might be assisting in a bone marrow aspiration and then another we're doing an injection into an ear and then i might be doing an endonasal and then i might be doing nutritional workup or an iv and it's like you know, it, it gets kind of crazy, right? So having something like that on board sometimes really is, is helpful. I was wondering
1: what your secret was because it is, there's a lot going on here and you have, you know, the mitozen manufacturing and shipping and all that stuff here in the other room outside the clinic. But I watch you in there and I'm like, dude, that's that's a long day, man. Especially when you're dealing with people that are sometimes very compromised and having a hard time. I mean, I haven't seen anyone come in here that's like grumpy or super... You know, um, you know. Sometimes, as you said, when you're ill, you can not be that nice. You know, like how was that one guy that came
0: in like last week? He couldn't even move. He had Bell's palsy. Yeah, he, we were He couldn't even today. move. I mean, he looked yeah. like. We Terrible, were chatting today. Right? He's 82. Yeah. yeah. And
1: he came in today. He was so stoked. He was talking to the nurse. He's like, look, you guys, I can smile and I can lift my eyebrows. Yeah. And I didn't really get a good look at him the other day when he was having the palsy thing. I guess he has shingles and that's one of the uh-huh. results of that. But yeah, he was stoked when he came in today. Yeah, yeah. He was doing a, he was also in there with the, in the methylene blue IV crew right. with me. Well, yeah. the, the gold standard for
0: Bell's palsy is um, prednisone and hyperbaric oxygen. So, we added in um, the methylene blue, we added ozone IV, and we did um, uh, photobiomodulation where we're actually lasering his, you know, his facial nerve. And instead of a hyperbaric, we've got the CVAC, which really drives a lot of oxygen in there. And um, I had um, Bell's palsy myself really? in the middle of like the Lyme situation, uh, okay. right? And it was really scary. I mean, you can't move half your face and you don't know if that's how you're going to be living the rest of your life. And um, I mean, it's really, really frightening. And so I went on prednisone and, and I did a lot of hyperbaric. I went into the hard chamber. You know, I did everything I thought. But boy, did I, I wish I had methylene blue back then too because it took me like six weeks before I started to have some movement he was face. just in this here guy, like a few you, days ago <laughs> this is like like a week and he's well, that's yeah. good
1: to know for people that uh you know have buyers remorse from from doing the mrna experiment you know a lot of people one of the symptoms they've had is the bell's palsy from that i mean it's like mm-hmm. instantaneous for many people it's yeah. been on social media you can kind of tell which celebrities did it because they're like half their face is frozen and unfortunately people are like making fun of them which is not very compassionate but um Well, you You know, know, people can can utilize methylene blue
0: without going to a clinic like this. I mean, we've got the... Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. That's actually... Dude, I'm so glad you mentioned that because Mm -hmm. um, it's really frustrating when i have people on the show talking about methylene blue and then they don't actually have a product <laughs> available right which happened recently with a really great product but you know whatever i understand production's difficult and and whatever but um you know we've had the guys uh you know dr ted on a couple times from troscriptions and they have the really good uh little trochies you know mm. but i can't use those anymore because of my the new dental work I'm having done, I can't put methylene blue on fake teeth because it'll, it'll never come off and mm-hmm. it'll cost me $20,000 to go have new ones put on or something uh but i was stoked when you guys came out with this because not everyone can go get an iv Mm -hmm. the trochees i really love but they're very low dose they're really good for a nootropic thing but if you're trying to get like a systemic mitochondrial you know antimicrobial kind of thing and you want a lot of it in your bloodstream and Mm -hmm. you want to you know integrate it with red light therapy and things like that i personally find more effect if i have a higher dose um but when you first came out with, because you have the, um, the suppositories with the methylene blue, which are 60 milligrams is one, and the other one's what, 300? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I can't say about the 60, because I just jumped right to the 300 because I'm a more is more kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But I found after a while of using those, and this is just me, I'm not trying to shit on your products, I found it a little irritating to my bladder or my prostate or something. Mm-hmm. But we also found out I had a prostate infection. Mm-hmm. So it could have been partly that. So I was like, "Ah, I like the higher dose, but that was like just a little bit irritating to that part of the body. So now you have the Lumetol Blue little cubes mm-hmm. that you take orally. Mm-hmm. And this is what your uh, tech was pouring today. The, the woman that was yeah, covered uh-huh. in, in methylene blue. I was like, how do you guys make these fucking things? Yeah. So these are like, for those watching on either of the videos, these are little cubes. And when you pop it out, it has a cross on it. So you can cut it into four mm. little pieces. Yeah. And so each squ- each
0: um, each uh, qu- a quarter of that's about 40 milligrams. Okay. So you take two of them. Usually I'll dose, I'll recommend my patients to take a quarter to a half. But again, you know, you have to figure out uh, just through trial what works better for you. Because some people, smaller doses, they feel great. And other like I'm like you, like I sometimes even take, um, you know, a full square. I take a half half of the square in the morning and a half before bed. But I don't do that every day. You know, I think that you can pulse these and you can kind of... um, you can take and you want to take a few days off, you know, every every so often because it can build up in your system and it gets it gets um kind of packed into your mitochondria and then if it gets too much then you start to have um the opposite effect where it it's diminishing the energy that the mitochondria can Got have it. and i've run into that personally where i was taking it for a little bit too long of a time. And I just kind of felt like it wasn't really having its effect. So I took a few days off and it was like, then I started taking it again. It's like, wow, okay. Everything's turning back on. So, you know, I think every couple of weeks, you know, you might want to take a couple days off. And then if you have a period of stress, like you're traveling or if you get an infection or you have um, a certain need um, that you want to um, have more resilience, then it's, it's okay to, to take more,
1: for for a few days, so these bars that's the word I was looking for these little bars um also, and this is interesting because whenever I talk to you about like the mitozen products, you kind of just talk about the main active ingredient, but all of them have these other trippy things in them too, and I'm like, I always mean to ask you what is that why do you put this other stuff in there so with this one, you know for example like most methylene blue products i mean a you got to really be careful by the way for those that don't know with methylene blue because if it's not pharmaceutical grade and really clean it can be loaded with heavy metals and yeah yeast and mold and all kinds of weird shit so mm-hmm. i know you and i know you're using well we we not only buy the pharmaceutical
0: but we even do our own testing we send it each batch oh, out to we test it for heavy metals just to make sure
1: oh cool okay well that's that's good to know i just want people to know like don't go on amazon and buy a bottle of methylene blue <laughs> like bad idea because mm-hmm. uh, it's not regulated in that way but you have other stuff in here like um my eyes aren't that great this close up but you have like the uh the E, G, C, G. Green tea. So there's other um, polyphenols that we put in there. So it's kind of
0: like a mix of photobiomodulation. The right. lutein,
1: quercetin, curcumin, right. riboflavin, right? all these other things. And do those add to the uh, photobiomodulation effect too? For sure. They, yeah. they interact with light? Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's cool. Uh-huh. So if if I have this lumatol Blue in my bloodstream and i'm doing my juve red light therapy or going in the sauna space sauna and i'm getting like penetrative red light in the body that's going to enhance the effect of the methylene blue
0: yeah right so um, it absorbs red light and it and it reflects the blue
1: oh interesting that's why
0: it's so blue it's because it's absorbing oh. you know, it's absorbing all the red and so the there's four proteins in the mitochondria and they're all named by a complex, complex one, two, three, and four. There's a fifth one, but you know the, the four are kind of the primary. And that fourth one is called the cytochrome C pathway. That's the complex. And cyto, cell, and chrome, light. And so this is where the light can really enhance. And the methylene blue has a very strong upregulation of the first three complexes, 110%. And the fourth complex, it's about 70%. So when you add the, the red light, it like ramps that up. So it kind of like it really allows methylene blue to fully express itself. But it also, um, if you're looking for like an antimicrobial effect, the, the red light in con- conjunction with the, uh, the methylene blue uh, is very, very powerful. And um, the other thing that we didn't talk about, because we were talking about kind of the IV protocol, um, the Luma Blue protocol we do... Um, a pretty good amount of colloidal silver after the magnesium. So just like with the the ozone inge- um IV, where we do um, the magnesium ahead of time, we do the same thing before the methylene blue, which because we want that vasodilation, we want that um, nutrient going getting deeper into the body, into the tissues, and so after that we run. Um, um, silver because silver enhances the photobiomodulation aspect. It somehow mixes with the methylene blue and it, and it absorbs more light, and so it's more activating. But um, colloidal silver in itself is also really helpful. It's anti-inflammatory. It's uh, uh, it's got a lot of antimicrobial properties in and of itself. So people at home could get a colloidal silver liquid and they could they yeah. could drink it or take it sublingual.
1: We just did a show on it, in fact. Yeah, I went out to uh, Utah to the Silver biotics headquarters. I love going to the headquarters like here you see me like light up when I get backstage and like well, how 's no. the soup made you know yeah, but yeah dude they they have this massive facility near Salt Lake City, and they have these giant, it looks like kind of like the inside of a winery, you know these huge stainless steel vats and they 're just cranking out gallons and gallons of of colloidal silver it 's really interesting yeah it 's really it 's fun to see that stuff, so you could take this lumitol blue orally and then also take colloidal silver orally at the same time yeah. and, and enhanced effect. Mm-hmm. What about getting out in the sun, you know, like getting like good midday, you know, solar noon sun with methylene blue in your body?
0: Well, you know, that's going to be the best. You know, the, the sun is going to emit about 51, 52% near infrared. And that's the deepest penetrating, um, frequency of light. And, um, and it literally gets down into the bones, right so oh wow when you when you're sta- like juve and and we have some red light panels too, you know they're they're LEDs basically, and these LEDs um, they maybe put out twelve percent near infrared It's just not very much, so it's good for the skin, um, and there's going to be some blood through the skin that's going to get activated you know it's going to absorb some of the red light so there is benefit to to those panels but nothing like the uh and i know you had brian on your show from sauna space i'm a big fan of the sauna space we were talking about that earlier like once you get one of these sauna space saunas like you never go back
1: yeah i mean i uh i'm just about to get uh, a sunlight and a sauna like an infrared sauna and uh, really? Not to be like <laughs> too entitled, but this is just the shit I spend my money on. You know, some people buy Maseratis. I buy every type of sauna. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I want to get a barrel sauna for the yard when the homies come over. <laughs> the sauna space sauna I find I use the most, but it's it's a one person thing. So mm-hmm. you can't like sit in there with your partner or, or friend or something. You know, that's like I'm getting the the three person sunlight, and so I can sit in there with Allison or you know have someone over. Because the sauna space, Faraday sauna, is like a really good kind of self-healing meditation. You get the red light therapy and the sweat in. You know, Mm -hmm. it's hot as shit. I have like, yeah, uh, let me see. Uh, one, two, eight lights in mine. Okay, oh, well, I you had, got the big setup. Well, too. I had the I had a four light thing that I would just use in my office and just sit next to, you uh-huh. know. And then I got the sauna, so then I ended up having an extra four light thing. And Brian was in Austin, and he came and like he set them you up. Both, yeah. yeah. I mean, it just melts your face off. It's well, like, he he set me up with it, the same strong. thing, and he said oh, you and Joe Mercola are the only two that have this setup. And it sounds like well now you're like third. in the club, yeah. yeah. But that. You know, as much as I love that sauna, you know, I want people to know like it's very healing, but it's it's a one person thing, you know, and it's you kind of gotta you can get two people in in there, you know, there can be two two. Benches. I guess if you had two little. Uh, stools in there yeah. you, you could I just you know I'm 6'2 I have to kind of crouch down to get in there so therefore but you also don't need to be in there very long I mean you go in there no. for 15 minutes yeah you know, I usually do 20 minutes I do a little yeah. rotation on my stool and kind of hit, yeah. hit all sides exactly. of my body but yeah I like it because well with the eight lights you really don't even need to preheat it. You get in there. I still turn it on for maybe 10 or 15 minutes and I get in and I'm sweating in probably two minutes. I'm just pouring sweat. Oh, for sure. You know, so I, I, I like that. But I also, I just like the, the penetration of those bulbs he uses. You yeah. Know? You can, for sure. you can like really feel the red light effect too. Yeah. They
0: put out 40, uh, 42%, I think, um, near infrared. And, you know, Brian, um, he carries our luma blue as well. And when you go to his oh, store, cool. so he, oh, cool. when he was out at the biohacking um, deal in, in yeah. California with the Dave Asprey's bio, he was yeah. handing out the methylene blue. And um, so he's a big fan of, of utilizing photobiomodulation with that. And I, I think that, you know, he and I have been able to really have a very powerful partnership with his technology and, and some of the things that we're doing with MitoZen and and, uh, yeah, I, I, I think he's got the best thing going. So I'd recommend anybody to yeah. go check out Sauna
1: Space. Yeah, I agree. I, I use it uh, probably like four days a week on average. Uh huh. I mean, just get in there and then go jump in the ice bath. You're going to have a good day. It's, yeah. it's guaranteed. I don't care what is going on in my life. If I get those two things in in the morning, I'm set. Um, we talked a little bit about infections. Mm-hmm. We didn't, I don't think, talked about the word endotoxins, but... You know, in going back to what we've been working on here with my ears in this uh, tinnitus situation, one thing we discovered before was that I had this Marcon's infection. Mm -hmm. And you said this is really common. And I think, um, and I did, you know, a decent uh, kind of round of a protocol you recommended. I don't think I adhered to it as well as I should have or could have, perhaps, because I retested and I still have the damn thing. Mm But perhaps um, for those listening, you could talk about you know, the Marcon specifically as it relates to the endotoxins and kind of what it can do when it goes systemic and starts causing inflammation and stuff and specifically the inflammation in the ear because I was doing some research this morning on, um, uh, on tinnitus. I was looking at the CVAC and I just thought, because you know, I was trying to figure out if it was going to hurt my ears because I had to get rid of my hyperbaric chamber because it irritated my, uh, my tinnitus. And I put that in, I put CVAC uh bad for tinnitus question mark into the Dr. Google and it came back with all this COVID stuff. And it it thought that I was typing like CVAX or something. And um, and interestingly enough, there was a bunch of shit about melatonin in there too. About the the convid thing, whatever that is. Um, but where was I going with that? Um oh, uh, is that. I saw how common it is and that uh, people are getting tinnitus from the mRNA thing. And Mm -hmm. even on mainstream uncensored, I mean, totally censored Google, they're like, yeah, this is a problem. And so I'm starting to see like, yeah, tinnitus, I don't know if it's all the 5G towers or what the hell is going on, but it's like, I meet people all the time that are starting to have this issue, not the least of which being myself in a really profound way, unfortunately. We're working on it. But you indicated to me that this Marcon's infection, this, uh, this bacteria-resistant infection, irritates the, the inner ear and in those, those um, nerve cells in there, I think is what you said, and that that can be one of the causes. So maybe just give people a little education on that and uh, explain how sure. they could get tested for it. What's your protocol for treating it? Because I really need the protocol again yeah. <laughs> so I can do it for real, for real this time and try and clear it. Let's take a minute here as I would love to share my latest discovery with you Lifestylist listeners. As soon as I tried this product, I became instantly obsessed, and it's now officially a non-negotiable ingredient in my morning smoothie and sometimes even coffee. First time I tried it, I felt focused, uh, my mind was clear, and it continues to improve my mental performance on the daily. I actually had some in my smoothie this morning and will likely do another scoop in some water for my afternoon work block to keep this brain pumping. You're probably hip to the superpowers of mushroom extracts and collagen protein. Well, the product I'm talking about here contains the most hyper-concentrated forms of four of the best brain-boosting mushrooms. So that's lion's mane, chaga, cordyceps, and reishi, plus collagen protein and Peruvian cacao. This magic in a jar, my friends, is called collagenous. And I love that it turns your brain on without any jitters or crash whatsoever. It's super clean brain energy. So if you're getting beat down with the old brain fog, have difficulty focusing, and want to repair your brain in the most natural way, you definitely want to check this stuff out. Here's what you do. Go to newtopia.com slash genius and use the code Luke10 at checkout and save 10%. That's N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A, newtopia.com slash genius. And check this out. Newtopia, the company that makes College Genius, is so confident that you'll love this product that they offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. So uh, there's no risk for you here to check this out. Again, your link is newtopia.com slash genius, and the code is Luke10. Do it now, you guys. Your brain will thank you.
0: Well, there's this idea of, you know talked about biotoxin illness earlier. We're talking about like mold or chronic infections and they, they, they secrete these um, fat-soluble toxins and they're called endotoxins. And uh, they're lip- lipopolysaccharides, basically. They're, they're fatty, um, fat-soluble toxins and they're incredibly inflammatory. And so um, this happens with people that don't have healthy gums you know, and they're, they're not taking care of their oral cavity well. And there's lots of research showing that that leads to a lot of cardiovascular disease. Basically, it triggers a lot of inflammation in the body.
1: Oh, is this like when uh, I, my dentist uh, up in Marble Falls, Dr. Nunnally, he did a test on me for like spirochetes or something under the gums. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I didn't have it. But He was kind of explaining that. and He said it can go systemic and you have it for years and it causes all these other problems. Right, right. So, so there's this idea that I, I came up with is take care of your doorways,
0: right? I call uh, it the Ganesh yeah, yeah. Ganesh protocol. So Ganesh is the Hindu god of, um, of doorways, really. He's, you know, they, they say remover of obstacles, right? So he sits at the doorway, according to the Hindus, he sits at the doorway to the divine, and he is going to let you into the party <laughs> or not, right? So the party is bliss. So he he feeds on bliss. And if you get yourself to a state of bliss, then Ganesh would recognize that and say, yes, you can come into the party. And there's chanting that, sounds like gunapate it's like pate.
1: <laughs> it's like i don't know if you've heard the ganapate <laughs> yeah so you're going to come to the party so he's the uh, keeper of the lair of nirvana uh-huh
0: yeah so um so i i just thought that was just such a beautiful story and um so so um the ganesh uh we have a ganesh kit and um it's basically there's there's a um, nasal spray called Glutastat, which was one of the first products that I um, developed, you know, a long long time ago, and um, it's emulsified um, essential oils. And so, Marcon's, is it's a colony of antibiotic resistant bacteria. They're really really difficult to get rid of, and noticed. they've become they they initially got a lot of recognition. Within the biotoxin illness uh, set, subset of people with mold. And, um, and so the idea is that these bacteria produce a lot of biofilm, which is like the sticky protein, and that creates like a flypaper um, to anything in the air. So if you're breathing and you're like, if you're in a moldy house or if you have allergens, you know, if you get the, the trees are creating a lot of um, um, allergens, it's going to stick to that. To that mucusy or that biofilm. And then that's going to kind of act as a carrier to pull it into your bloodstream. So those, those endotoxins will then enter your bloodstream. So by taking care of your nasal passage, you're um, greatly diminishing that biofilm. It's not sticky, so things don't get carried into your bloodstream. But when you have this infection uh, with marcons, you think about this outgassing of these endotoxins and if you ask any cocaine user it's like what's the quickest route to your brain is through your nose right so you have like high potential of activating a lot of um, inflammation to the brain Um, and then there's a connection with the nasal passage through the eustachian tubes and so there's a direct route that can get to the ears So you have this potential of having not only neuroinflammation, which oftentimes can trigger tinnitus, but also this, um, so a lot of people have brain fog. We started testing for Marcon's, um, you know, a number of years ago. And I am shocked how many people come back positive. I would say a good 70% of the cases.
1: If someone like like me wanted to test for it, I mean, I think I just, emailed candace at your front office and paid a couple hundred bucks i don't think my insurance covered it and you do a little pcr swab which made me really nervous because i've never done those pcr things uh, i don't want nanobots crawling in my fucking brain but yeah. i rinsed it all out with like saline afterward to make sure there was no nanobots um, well this is graphene, a, just a cotton swab. a yeah, I mean, graphene it. oxide no. that's gonna put like little little uh you know like chips in your blood or something. I'm well, super. Maybe paranoid. we could offer a special to the listeners. I mean, is want this to get something tested. that do people have to like come in and be a patient of yours? That's what I'm asking. Or can no. they just like call you guys and say like, hey, I want the Marcon test. Ship it over. Why don't
0: we? Why don't we set up a special link for people um, to be able to order the Marcons and we'll do some special pricing for people. Okay, cool.
1: I'm gonna put that in my notes. Because uh, I got to hold you to this stuff. Not that you won't honor it, but we will both forget and just be stoners yeah. and just like <laughs> <laughs> taking our CBG. And then like, oh yeah, what did we say? Because I've, I've I've mentioned things in podcasts, and then I get emails from people that are like, dude, you said the thing, and it's not there. You know, it's yeah. like, I really want to hold to, to my word. Well, you don't
0: have to have sinus complaints to um, necessarily have Marcon's.
1: Well, that's what's interesting, dude, because I used to have chronic sinus infections forever, especially when I was a vegetarian for some reason. I don't know, my immune system was bad or whatever. So I started doing the neti pod and, you know, clean up my diet and stuff. And then I don't have perceivable sinus infections anymore. And using ozone has helped a lot, you know, in the ears and even sometimes up the nose. Um so that's what pissed me off about getting a positive result on that cuz I'm like what I thought I cured myself of sinus infections cuz I didn't have any symptoms mm-hmm. there's no discharge or clogged nose or anything like that
0: Well I think it's an ongoing process too for most people it's not like so we have a 30 day sinus protocol with by the way we'd be happy to put that in in your show notes if you wanted to share you know Let's our particular protocol but it's 30 days and it depends on if, if I find people have a lot of upper respiratory, you know, if, there's, if, if it's in their lungs or it's really deeply in the sinuses, so you have the nasal passage, but then you have the sinuses, which are there's little tubes that go up into the frontal and the maxillary sinuses. So um, misting those areas with like, um, um, we call it a diffuser. It's, a, you know, nebulizing. So basically it takes um, the liquid and puts it into a fine mist so um, most cases that they do the nasal spray five times a day and then I like to have them put um, iodine and you can put a little bit of colloidal silver and you can even take some of the glutastate nasal spray and pour that into your, your neti pot. And so you want to do that twice a day in the morning and in the afternoon, do the sprays. And then if it's deep, um, which I think is what we're going to do with you is we're going to add in the nebulizing um, to really get that deep in there. And so a lot of times people, they have like lung issues as well. And that can be really helpful when you, um, when you have something in a mist, that way you can get an antimicrobial deep in the lungs. It can really be a lot more helpful. So when you take antibiotics, right? It goes into your bloodstream, but these bacteria rest on the surface of your 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 membranes, right? And so like in your lungs, there's pockets and it's like, kind of on the surface of the lung tissue or in the nasal passage in the sinuses, it's like kind of stuck in that biofilm. And there's really nothing better than essential oils. You know, this has been highly looked at and studied with um, how essential oils can really break up biofilm. And then, you know, like oregano, sage, clove, um, bay leaf. Um, We have NAC in there. We have um, colloidal silver and glutathione. And so it's quite a, it's quite a mix, you know, for...
1: And, and you also had, um, I, I ordered from you guys Marcon's A spray and Marcon's B. And I noticed in one of them, I forget which one, it had EDTA. And so I was assuming that was to like help break up the e- biofilms. EDTA
0: is fantastic to break up biofilms. Yeah. So that's the, that's, that's another process that we use as well. And um, they're, they're really two different protocols. Those can be fed into the standard protocol. And I think um, the the Marcon's A and B is basically you have a probiotic that you use one day and then the next day you're going to use the EDTA with the colloidal silver. Um, uh, Klinghart basically uh, was working with that similar pro- protocol. So oh, okay. we we developed some products surrounding that, that Klinghart protocol. And we use that as well. I think... They're they're both powerful. Um, I I tend to lean towards the Glutastat just because it's one product with with my personal cases, and that seems to be clearing. Although it didn't clear yours, which is unusual, but we have hundreds and hundreds of pre and post tests where it, it clears with this thirty day protocol. That's
1: encouraging because I I I feel like I followed it. Pretty well, and even added some of my own stuff. Like, I was, I got a kind of industrial sized you know, nebulizer because I find the little handheld ones I always just wear them out too quick. Yeah. And some days I was putting like pure copper hydrosol in there because that's really antimicrobial. And mm-hmm. some days silver and methylene blue, I was even putting in there, turning my nose blue. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I was trying all kinds of stuff, even above and beyond. But truthfully, I, I don't think I was doing it like five times a well, day. Well, the methylene like, blue in the in nose it? is
0: pretty pretty harsh mm-hmm. that was that was painful it also it?
1: it also made the uh, it made the uh, nebulizer too foamy yeah yeah it just kind of it doesn't it doesn't seem to nebulize well but yeah. you know I'm like I'll try anything to get rid of this thing yeah. I just I can't stand like taking any kind of test and getting a positive I just don't want any positives <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying like when we did the the prostate testing too, which is something we could talk about. You yeah, know, and we retested, and I, I, you know, I did totally the, cleared it. Did the yeah. ozone injections here, and then the TRT with you, and uh-huh. you know, we did a number of things. So the Marcons thing—that's encouraging that you've run people, you know, so many people through your protocol, and they've then tested uh, and been cleared of it. You know, mm-hmm. as I said, I love to see like positive, do a thing, then negative. Like that just feels really good, and um, we're able to accomplish that with the prostate. Can you talk a bit about I was, this won't apply to our our female listeners, but can you talk about these um, chronic prostate infections that are, that are, you know, quite more common than people realize too?
0: Well, the prostate is kind of like a, um, a separate contained area. And so the immune system has a hard time getting to it. It's like the sponge that's just isolated and um, it's close to the, all the genital, you know, urinary tract areas. So, it can become infected with a variety of different, um, different microbes. And so what we do is a semen test. And so we have people collect a semen sample and then we send it out to the lab. And we found just about you know 100% of the tests that we do have some level of infection.
1: Really? Oh wow. So it's I it's, thought I was just a dirty bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you are. That's what I thought. I was like, I don't know if I don't know if I want to know how this got there, but you know,
0: uh-huh.
1: it did.
0: Yeah. So we we get these and then the, the infections just don't go away. They just sit there and they have like this ability to just grow and proliferate into this like isolated area. And um and then what that does is it leads to this um um, benign prosthetic hypertrophy, right? Which is normal. It's, I mean, it's the norm for men once they get to a certain age that their prostate swells and becomes inflamed. And then prostate cancer is extremely prevalent. I mean, this is um, something that I... I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've, I've treated or had come in that have have had prostate cancer. Um, you know, there's the surgeries are quite... Um, quite a bummer because a lot of times people never urinate properly afterwards. They can't have sex or maintain an erection, but this is the standard of care. So, um, so to treat this at its core, which is that it's an infection, uh, makes a lot of sense. And so we do a, a direct ozone injection. This was something that I learned from Frank Schallenberger. And um, we're even um, doing some ultrasound guided where we're looking at the, the different microbes and we're, we're matching the, ana, the, anima, the uh, antibiotic and injecting a little bit of the antibiotic right into to around the capsule of the prostate. And, and then we're having people use um, different suppositories, you know, because that, you know, the, particularly the methylene, I like the methylene blue. We have a, um, we have a red light probe that we call the, yeah, the Mito wand. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah.
1: I'm glad you didn't ask me to use that. Uh-huh. I cleared it.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so we, we can do methylene blue. You can even take it orally. And then it's, it's a wand. It's, it's really good for um, vaginal wall um, atrophy as well as um, different infections of the vagina. This particular wand, and it's on our website. It's a Mito really? wand. And yeah. it gives both blue and red light. And so, yeah, so we have had some pretty, pretty amazing protocols for prostate and we've seen some, like with you, you had frequent urination. I mean, you had some very specific uh, symptoms that, that are no longer there. So it, everything really fits.
1: Yeah, I felt like I was like an old man, you know. And yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of it seemed to just sort of hit out of nowhere too. I mean, it just over the course of a month, I was like, uh, why can't I hold a in What what mm-hmm. is happening here? This is very concerning.
0: Yeah. So anybody anybody that might be interested in something like this, um, we can send the kit, you know, they can get their their semen tests, um, just like the Marcons, you know, we can send the kit out, you collect the sample, send it to the lab. And if if it's something that um that shows up and it sounds like it's um Uh, something that would be, you know, uh, necessary in that state. Usually people fly in for one or two weeks. um, They get uh, a series of these injections and then we have the rest of the protocol as things that they do at home and very high success
1: rate with that. Yeah, I was stoked. Um, I got to say the... um... The ozone injection through the perineum was was an interesting experience. Not one that I would recommend unless you really, you know, want to get rid of that infection. As I recall, I think I was like hitting the uh, the nitrous a bit to just kind of get. It's more of a mental thing. I mean, frankly, it wasn't that painful, but just such a sensitive part of the body and one where you're not used to a really long hypodermic needle going into, you know? Yeah. yeah it was a, every time not, I come here, I'm just like, okay, what are we going to get most, into this most time? People, most people really
0: tolerate that really well, you know? And I think you just, you know, some people just don't like needles so much and it gets, it's like it's a psychological thing. Yeah, and then we know. went
1: in from the top too, like uh, over the, the pelvic bone, uh-huh. two to get in there uh, at the same time so but whatever it's all said and done It worked. it water into the bridge it worked you know like i said it's, there's nothing better than like getting a test back and be like ha ha we got it i'm going to take a minute to share one of my most awesome recent discoveries the lord's Hydrofix hydrogen generator Molecular hydrogen is an insanely potent antioxidant. In fact, it's so powerful that it's been shown to reduce oxidative stress in various tissues and organs, including the brain, heart, liver, and kidneys. Because hydrogen is the smallest molecule, it can penetrate where other medicines or natural antioxidants can't. It's so small that it can easily get into your mitochondria and even cross the blood-brain barrier to impact neurological health. Well, finally, we've all got access to medical-grade therapeutic hydrogen for at-home use with the industry standard Lord's Hydrofix. The Lord's Hydrofix is the only hydrogen machine that produces structured hydrogen, and that results in a more stable, longer-lasting, higher-saturation hydrogen water and even gas that you can inhale. By consistently drinking hydrogen-infused water and inhaling hydrogen gas, you can introduce the most powerful selective antioxidant into your body to combat the oxidative stress of modern living. And that, my friends, is why I keep my HydroFix right here on my desk so I have hydrogen water and gas on tap all day long. It's pretty amazing. If you want to follow suit, here's what you do. Go to holyhydrogen.com to get in on the most powerful healing substance on earth. And that's not an understatement. Again, go to holyhydrogen.com and if you use the code GOH2, you're going to save a 100 bucks at holyhydrogen.com. You know, we're going on, uh, we've got a couple hours in here, and I wanted to talk about travel. You know, as I said earlier, many people over the past three years did much less travel, and now thankfully things are starting to open up a little bit. And um, this is something I've talked about a lot over the years on the podcast, because for whatever reason, the way that I'm made up, uh, air travel specifically, and really even road trips, I mean, just a long time in a car. I just get smoked and I've tried so many different things, grounding to the metal thing on the plant. I mean, every kind of supplement in the world you could possibly take to help with oxidative stress. Mm -hmm. Wearing all my EMF (laughs) shit. I mean, I go on there looking like serious tinfoil hat guy. Uh-huh. Uh, and i've just i've tried everything to like get off the plane and feel like i could go eat and just be normal which is when i travel with allison yeah you know we land after a long flight she's like cool let's go hang out i'm like what i gotta go to bed i am smoked i am mean, just <laughs> irritable brain fog just like don't it's hard to get an uber the whole thing renting a car i'm just i just get smoked yeah the only thing, I mean, all the little things I've done help, I'll be honest. I mean, every little input has helped, but nothing, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, nothing has helped more than the MitoZen stuff. Um, the lucitol, the NAD, 100% for sure. Like I said, anytime I'm fatigued for any reason, the NAD suppositories uh, are a game changer. But also the CBG, the, the, the cannabis extract one, the neuro, NeuroDiol <laughs> and the Glutathione. Mm-hmm. Now people are probably wondering how, how do you... many can you fit? <laughs> yeah, have exactly. You, have you seen... <laughs> Well, I had to create it this is probably TMI for many people and I'm sorry <laughs> if you have a, you know, a, a queasy stomach after this, but the interesting thing about the uh the rectal delivery is it's really important to make sure one is fully evacuated before you put them in. I made the mistake uh, a very expensive mistake on a few occasions of like before leaving for the airport thinking that i had done my business and you know put a couple in and those aren't always at the same time by the way to Mm -hmm. be fair like sometimes it's you know when i land or whatever but i've made the mistake of putting them in then get to the airport and you're about to board and it's like i gotta go to the bathroom and you just wasted you know 20 bucks or whatever you know Uh, oh i know so yeah now i take a i know i'm crazy but i like to feel good when i travel so i'll take a little cold pack Uh huh. A little ice pack and one of those silver Mylar, like the bags you guys ship in. Yeah. And I put that in my stuff, and I go through TSA. They always stop me. What the hell is all this shit? I tell them it's medication. Leave me alone. They let me through. And then once I feel like I'm really, you know, for sure, empty and ready to get on the plane, then I go in the bathroom and and do all my things, which is, uh, as I said, sorry way to go. Sorry for all the information,
0: but well, or you could do it while you're waiting. You know, you get to the. You know, you get to the departure gate, and then you set your stuff down. That's what I Usually, do. what I do, and then I go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's what I do because I always put my I go put
1: my compression shirt and all my yeah. shit on. You know, so it's yeah. But anyway, uh, the grotesque element aside, if I do a couple of those, maybe I w- I would say the NAD and the glutathione. If I had to pick two, like I feel way, way better when I land. Yeah. And I'm just, just more energy. I just feel less tweaked. So yeah. why, why is that?
0: Well, you know, I, I had, um, I, I traveled a lot between, cause my family still lives in Hawaii and, um, I was literally going three or four times a year to Hawaii. And Florida
1: to Hawaii is, uh, it's no walk in the park. Yeah.
0: It's, it's brutal and the time change. And so, um, I had just, you know, I mean, I'm a biohacker from you know, I mean, I look at the, you know, the biohacking community and the biohacking movement, right? But like we were doing this, you know, Was way, it? way, way long. You know, the, <laughs> the, the chiropractors and naturopaths were, you know, the original yeah. biohackers for so long. Well, it didn't
1: used to have a name. You know, that's the thing. Now it has a name. It, it makes it sexy. Yeah, you
0: know, and it's not a tree hugger or granola. It's like okay, yeah. you're a biohacker. You're just
1: a health nut back in the day. I think that's what they used to call me. You know, yeah. I was the guy that would be like up all night doing drugs and then go get my green juice in the morning. <laughs> my <laughs> yeah. friends are like, "Why do you bother?" You know, I'm like, well, yeah, "I'm hedging my bets." Yeah,
0: so I started to, um, I started to kind of like work with things, and I would like the the glutastat nasal spray i think is really a good tool to have when you're traveling oh
1: yeah yeah you know for all I, the all the creepy crawlies flying around in the air on the plane
0: yeah yeah and then um the other thing that uh, i know you and i were talking about that i don't know that you're utilizing but the um the bokeh uh, is in
1: ah yeah
0: have you tried the new formula
1: no, I think I got a prototype of that cuz it had a handwritten label.
0: Okay. So we we upgraded it. It's got moringa, fennel, um, ginger oil, red thyme, and um and it's it's got cinnamon in it. It's got oregano, clove, and it's got an oil-based stevia. And man, it's it's really it's it's become one of our best-selling products. It's incredible. Um but so what and I and this do, is
1: an oral es- essential oil mix for those you swish it yeah, around. And we're
0: we're going to go do it right after this because you're okay, going to be like, wow, cool. it's like. But the original formula. I wish was we really, had some
1: of that. I have a bunch of your stuff right here. I'm like, I would do that right now. Yeah, okay. totally. Um, but
0: it it used to be like really heavy clove and oregano, and so it was just like really really spicy. But this one, it's spicy, but it's, it's got this really complex flavor. It's it's really just. It came together really nicely. So what I do is I have the glutastat nasal spray and I have the Boca Zen in my car, but I also travel with it, right? We're talking about traveling, yeah, but like yeah. every day I have one of those um, toothpicks, you know, the has a little bristles, you know, those special little, you know, kind of toothpicks. And so I take a dropper full in my mouth. I take my tongue, I rub it all around my gums, and then I push it between my teeth. And, um, and that's how I, I, I really keep my, my gums super healthy. And, and then I, I take a couple of sprays of the glutastat in my nose, and I do that every day, right? So then we were talking about the Ganesh protocol. Yeah, the as doorways, well, yeah. The doorways. So then the, the last doorways, the the colon. And so we got the ProBiomax, um, which is butyrate and, uh, and, and probiotics in the suppository. But we've got this yogurt. We call probios and yogurt. Uh, (laughs) This is another recipe. I think we're going to have to add to the show notes.
1: I'm going to write it down. Don't promise it if you're not going to deliver. Okay, I'm going to put the yogurt recipe. Well, let's get back to that because I want to. I want to do the travel thing. I want to. Yeah, let's finish up the travel, and then we'll get because I also I want to talk about the probiomax and the uh, butyrate and stuff because that's really cool too. But so. For me, it's the NAD and and the glutathione, uh-huh. right? And then you're talking about adding the boca zen, you know, to get your mouth the the um, the glutastat spray. But there's another piece of the travel that's really critical when we're talking about time zones, because some of it, <laughs> cookies, like she really is into you again. You know what that knock was? Uh, Allison texted me. She was she was trying to get into feed cookie because it's like an hour past her dinner time. But oh. she'll be all right. We, the show must go on, cookie. Hang tight, honey. We'll, I'll give yeah. you some raw hamburger, grass-fed, grass-finished in just a few minutes. <laughs> um, but another piece, okay, so part of it's just the oxidative stress, all the EMFs, just the mental stress of travel, all the fucking loudspeakers and crowds and you're just in muggleville traveling it's just muggles just there's so many zombies around and tsa Mm -hmm. and it's just it's stressful
0: yeah you know making it to your flight checking in bags oh
1: shit all these hustle and bustle trying to avoid the the uh the 5g spinner uh the millimeter wave scanner yeah (laughs) like i'm always like which line can i get in so i don't have to go through that yeah
0: and and just on the plane the emfs you know and and then you have the air quality, you know, is not great.
1: So, but the, the thing I wanted to add in here, because that's just travel fatigue, right? <laughs> yeah. And then there's another, to me, there's another distinction, which is jet lag. Like when you're changing time zones. Yeah. What I've noticed with that is not only like, oh, you're sleepy at weird times and awake at weird times, but also it wrecks my gut when I travel. And I... Intuit that my biome is like, where are we in space and time? And they get very confused. So for that, that your high dose melatonin, Sandman, uh, bro, and the, you, <laughs> there's an oral one too for people that, um, yeah, for people it. that don't like putting things in there, in their yeah. um, and I can't whistle anymore with my new teeth. <laughs> There we go. Uh, but this, I actually use the the oral version yeah, of the too. Sandman yeah. uh, much more than the suppositories. Uh-huh. And this is easier to travel with. But dude, I swear to God, if you are changing time zones and you want to trick your body into being in in the new time zone, there is nothing that does it like this. Yeah. Because if you land and you want it to be it's, the bedtime, even though it's not bedtime, especially if you're going around the world, like you pound a capful of this and yeah. you're, you're done. Well, ben,
0: ben Greenfield's a huge fan as well. And um, every time he's ready to take a trip, I get a text, you know, hey man, <laughs> I'm yeah. leaving. Sandman. Next week, can you send me some some sand? And he Shit, calls he's th-
1: on VIP. I got to like put an order in, man. I, well, I got to step my game up.
0: Oh man. Yeah. Well, he, so he, he calls it the melatonin sledgehammer, you know? And so he, I, I, I was telling him about the, the travel aspect of, so, so yeah, the, the, the high dose melatonin is really brilliant when you're traveling. Cause if you think about the problems associated with travel, you know, and this is what I started to like sit down and think, okay, like how can I solve some of the primary challenges with travel? One is we don't want to get sick. Right, it's a primary where we're going to get sick. Mouth, nasal. Right, you got the essential oils for the mouth. You have the um, essential oils and and uh, the other colloidal silver and the the glutathione for the nasal passage. And then um, when you're when you're traveling, the stresses from the actual plane flight can be um, overexcited excitatory, just like with the plant medicine, the whole story that we talked about there. So a way to kind of buffer that stress neurologically, right? So we're not depleting ourselves. And then when we get to our destination, we have like, you know, we have like a strange bed, you know, different time zone. If you can just get a deep sleep that first night, you wake up, you know, you go to Italy or you're wherever you're going to go, I go to Hawaii. I wake up, if I can go to bed and I can get a deep sleep, I wake up and I'm totally reset first day. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's been my experience too, which is that in and of itself is a massive game changer. I mean, I haven't traveled internationally in a while, especially in the past three years. But as I said, I don't really have to change time zones to get wrecked by flying. It's just like I could fly, like I used to fly up and down California and I would still get wrecked, you know, because then I, I was testing to see well, is it time zones? Because if I flew from LA to New York, I would get wrecked. Or if I back and forth, but then I tested. I'm like, oh, if I fly to Washington or Northern California and just getting on and off a plane seems to wreck me. But if you add a time zone in there too, like it, I'm toast. I mean, it used to be two or three days it would take me to recover. Should we have a Zen moment? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I need a paper towel if we're going to do that. When you take, oh, you got, I'm good. Give me half of that. So. Okay, so I'm going to get real right here. John, John <laughs> makes this stuff called... Um, what's it called? Zen Spray? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is uh, essential oils and also an extract of... Uh, hoppe. Of, of hoppe, right? So it's got nicotine and essentially like... Well, to, it's got tobacco, but it's in a liquid form, so it doesn't, you know... Yeah. S- sniffing hoppe has its own challenges. Um, now, I love this stuff, but the last time I tried to quit nicotine... I didn't try, I did, and I made it like a couple days without my little Lucy pouches, and because I just like, God, I just, I just don't want to be, I feel like I'm addicted to something, I don't like that, and this is a whole story I covered on past episodes, so mm. people can listen to my New Year's show with Allison, and I came clean about all my issues with nicotine, but anyway... I quit the nicotine gum and then I came home and I had a Zen spray in the in the um, drawer, which I didn't use all the time. A couple days a week, I take a couple of sprays and it's, it's really strong, especially the VIP one. I mean, it knocks you on your ass. So it's not something I thought I would become habituated to. Mm-hmm. But I have such an addictive personality that I started using that shit and then I'm like calling your office, ordering like 10 bottles at a time. Mm-hmm. And that was not healthy, I don't think, for even a, a normal person. So I just want to give the disclaimer if you have an addictive personality or like nicotine has been a challenging relationship for you, be mindful with this stuff. I just have to say yeah, that I, I um, totally agree because you know it's, and
0: it, the, the utility is, is incredible you know with um, it, it activates the um, vagus nerve, right so there's this like really calming effect it burns when you first spray it like there's there's a strong burn
1: i like that part <laughs> and well that that's
0: a, part of how masochist. it works you know is is yeah. that burn and that's the same thing happens with the uh with the Bocazen. zen there's like a burn and that burn activates the um because the trigeminal nerve which is in your brainstem it's the biggest um uh, uh pool of neurons in the brainstem and so it spills over into the vagus and so uh, there's something called the dive reflex as well where if you go into ice water and you get ice on your bridge of your nose you it activates your vagus nerve which just shuts down and calms your slows your heart rate so it would keep you safe from dying if you got into cold water where you're not going to overly use too much oxygen I, i
1: do that every morning yeah, that's how I finish the ice bath. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. I take a big breath. You get the, and yeah, hold my face in there in the ice. Yeah, it's it's strangely calming. You think it would make you have a panic attack, you know? But it it actually really is s- sedative. Yeah, yeah. So so the the
0: works like that. And for me, I couldn't really tolerate regular hape Like, I, it was just way too painful, and I, my nose was just inflamed. Um, and so. Um, I just started to kind of play around with uh, using it in a nasal spray, and that's how Zen was born. And um, it, it's it's used a lot in ceremony. Really, it's not meant for somebody to
1: do like I was totally abusing it. Yeah, it's not meant. I'm to, like to all do it. day, every day. I'm sitting at the computer doing emails, just like yeah, Ch-ch-ch. yeah. But but if
0: you're you know if you've got writer's block and you're like in front of the computer all day and you just you want to kind of like change your, your state a little bit. You know, I think it could be really powerful there if you're, a lot of people use it as an entry into meditation, you know, so they'll, they'll, they'll or breath work. It's really good with breath work. If you do like Wim Hof type of breathing or holotropic breathing and you, you get into that breath and then you do a spray and then you, you do your breath hold, um, boy, it can really activate some deep, deep um, parasympathetic, you know, calming Vagal. Yeah,
1: I agree. Very, very useful for that. I you know, I wanted to add the disclaimer because if there's anyone like me that can overdo things, just be mindful. But it does have a really incredible effect, I think, if you have the discipline to use it as intended, which is the way you're describing. Mm. So let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Here we go. Today, was the, today I had a little blast before I recorded. That was the first time I've used it in, I don't know, three months or something. Because I was yeah. just like, I have to stop. This is I'm not having a healthy relationship with this. Well,
0: you don't want to inhale it, right? No, so definitely not. You, yeah. you, you spray it and you don't, don't, don't sniff in, right? Yeah. So you, you're going to do a spray. And, um, and then after, I don't know, like 15, 20 seconds... I like to blow my nose, Yeah, right? And and then the effect kicks in and, and it lasts for about 30 minutes or so.
1: Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like doing it before a podcast. Like you said, it's a reset, right? Like you just kind of, your brain sort of gets stuck in this, you know, uh, habitual state of whatever you're doing that day, right? You mentioned writer's block. Mm-hmm. So before a podcast, I'm usually running around getting everything set up, getting my notes and I'm kind of like, a little bit anxious and mm-hmm. so I've liked it in those situations just go okay hold up like let me get center, and I put it on my chest and just it's like oh okay we're in a new day mm-hmm. we just restarted the clock you know it's really fun in that way yeah yeah well yeah go for it you first famous last words I wish we had like a a zoom in right now with the shot <laughs> here let me have one Okay. And I said, no, I was, I was not downing on it. I'm just saying, I gotta, you know, it says on the bottle, meditation mist, and I think that that's an important part of the conversation. And I like to take a deep breath before I do it too, so I don't inhale it. Mm-hmm. It's funny to, child. Oh boy, woo. It's a new day. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? Yeah. So when I was hitting this stuff way harder than I should have been, because I I was just, I was like torturing myself to not do my Lucy nicotine gum. You know, I was like, no, oh, I can do this. Classic addict rationalization. I was like, well, this is not, this is like medicine. You know, this is like shamanic. But a friend of mine, who li- David uh, in LA, who listens to my podcast all the time. He's probably like the only friend of mine that, listens to every episode he would text me he's like dude i can hear you on your mic doing (laughs) so i'd have to tell the guests like hey you know if you i I usually tell people if it's our first time recording say hey if i look at my notes you know and i'm writing stuff down like don't think i'm not listening just keep talking you know because the camera won't show me over there doing my thing right Uh and so i would tell them like hey if you see me do this weird thing you know just don't trip it's my little it's my medicine you know but sometimes i would forget and i'd be sitting there with a the podcast guest and i'm like shh, shh. and then i'm like blowing my nose and uh-huh. having a whole a whole thing so my friend david's like yeah man i don't think they mute your mic when the other person's talking by the way editors you might want to do that in case i do some you know fart in the middle of a <laughs> profound statement by the guest or something but yeah he's like every time you do it you can totally hear it on the mic <laughs> and then you hear you're like <gasps> you know so anyway thanks david for illuminating that thought yeah
0: Okay. I I want to. I want to just say I was out on the North Shore of Hawaii um, over Christmas. Lucky you. Yeah, I was. I got to stay with Garrett McNamara, and he has a
1: former guest on the show. Yeah, world class big wave surfer.
0: Yeah, hundred foot wave, and um, and I was out there. And I have some friends that I grew up with. You know, I grew up in Kailua, which isn't too far from the North Shore. I had some friends that live out there as well and kind of reconnected with some people I haven't in a while. And and they're like, oh man, I heard you on Luke's story. And like everybody out there on the North. So the, shout out to North Shore. If right you guys on. are listening to this, we love you. And it's just amazing the, the impact that you're having, you know, that it's like getting all the way out to Hawaii. There's a lot of like, amazing people out there that are following you
1: oh that's so cool i love hawaii i miss it i haven't been in years well it's funny you know with that and you know thank you for sharing that with me too but sometimes uh you know i have a secret sauce that i can't really even explain with how i choose who to record with you know it's Mm -hmm. not like i'm not on some power trip but it's like this is my uh one of my superpowers is just like having an intuitive feeling about who, who I want to sit down with. Because I get requests, I mean, literally every day, email after email from really brilliant, incredible people that like want to be on the podcast, for which I'm really honored and grateful and respectful. Um, and there's, there's the after Because you don't want to get the drip. Yeah, right? no, you don't want that. You don't want that. Um, but, you know, so friends of mine will be like, hey, you know, I want to introduce you to this person. You should be on the show. And I think it was Khalil that wanted me to have... Um, uh, mcnamara on uh-huh. and i don't know anything about surfing like i'm not into sports like i don't it's cool like surfers seem like nice guys I, <laughs> I don't know but he's like no no garrett mcnamara he's a legend he's got a really great story and da 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 and it was one of those cases where i was like huh you know even though i'm not personally interested in surfing i am interested in the mindset of someone who can be towed out to a 100 foot wave and find pleasure in that and find some sort of spiritual connection with mother earth right that that interfaces with nature in such a uh, dangerous way and mm. and just such a uh, it's such a rare experience for a human being to have and so you know, I didn't put a lot of thought it was more of an intuitive hit but I also you know admittedly thought well surfers really know this guy and they seem to be tapped into a a different kind of flow state realm and they have their own subculture and maybe if i have him on we'll have a great conversation i might reach some surfers you know yeah it's so funny you share that with me you're like yep it worked it landed you know you have a little uh subsect of people in hawaii and i don't
0: think i don't think it was from that podcast oh really i think people just been following you for a while oh cool yeah well whatever it is they love your content
1: well, I'm not for everyone. You know, and they but. thought
0: they thought I'd really made it because I was on Luke's story. It's like <laughs> man, you know, this this little surfer kid from Kailua is now on Luke's story that's, of Ben Greenfield and blah blah <clears throat> blah. It's like it's to them it's a big deal. That's very cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Very honored to be
1: Well, it's funny, dude, because you know, hopefully one can um, you know, have some degree of notoriety and, and remain humble. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's not hard for me to stay humble because, you know, 99.99999% of the population has no clue who Luke's story is. But in my own little, you know, ecosystem that I'm a part of and have created, people are aware of what I do. But when it's you doing it, you literally have no idea that you're having any impact whatsoever (laughs) until you hear a story like that. Like Alice and I were at Whole Foods she's in her freaking wheelchair this is yesterday yeah Uh, we finally made it out of the house and you know she's been kind of bedridden recovering from her stem cell procedure on her knees and i'm i literally turn her around because i've never hauled anyone around in a wheelchair i don't know how to do it i figured i figured out in that moment you have to like back into doorways so i backed up and i'm pulling her in and and the Allison, you know, someone was coming in behind us. And was Allison's like, hey, sorry, you guys. This is our first time. Like, you know, thanks for your patience. We're trying to get in the door here. And then the girl stops and looks looks at me, looks at Allison. She's like, oh, my God. You guys, thank you so much for your work. Like, it's, help, it's helped me so much. I'm not crying. It's still the Zen spray. <laughs> <laughs> I cry on most podcast episodes, but not this one today so far. And, you know, it was like that. And I'm like, Sarasota, Florida, I'm at I, Whole Foods. I, like, yeah. how does this woman know who the hell we are and it's it's those kind of situations you realize like wow maybe you know if someone like that girl could listen and be like Marcon's infection I never heard of that right calls your office gets the test does the thing clears it and, and later in life doesn't suffer all the consequences that come downstream from that yeah or they hear Joe Dispenza and he's talking about the quantum and meditation you know whatever it is it's so fun to get feedback like that and and you get reminded that all the hard work that goes into doing this thing which it's fun and I enjoy it but dude it's a lot of work and there's mm. a whole team of people it cost a bunch of money to get it all out there in the world and all that you know um well you're
0: you're so real and transparent and and you know I think the way that you do your interviews and how you share you know your truths is is really special you know it's not something that i think all the podcasters have that that skill and um yeah you're you're really a very special human oh, thanks, one of my brother. favorite
1: thanks brother i appreciate that you know part of that vulnerability because i get that feedback a lot from people and I, I really it's it's a very high compliment to me just authenticity vulnerability but, you know, i think one of the reasons i'm like that is because i never learned how to have boundaries Mm. you know because when i was a kid my boundaries were invaded constantly mm. sometimes very uh, dramatically and so i've learned how to have like just social etiquette is something i just never really learned and so sometimes i'm very forthright and like um vulnerable because i just don't know how to not be that way you mm. know what I mean? so i've had to learn actually for some people if you're just too boundaryless in the way that you share it makes some people uncomfortable you know because they're just not used to that level of well people are told not
0: to not to cry right not to show your emotions i mean my dad was a marine right so it was very much like that and he holds everything in yeah my
1: dad same way he was a cowboy uh like if you cry i mean i don't want to offend anyone but like you are a pussy if you cry that was like literally what he right would say to me exactly Now, you know, my dad goes to dispense of things and, you know, has done ketamine therapy. (laughs) Like, (laughs) we're real tight. He's worked on himself a lot. I hope he doesn't mind me saying he did ketamine therapy, but I doubt his peer group listens to my podcast. But, you know, people can change and evolve, of course. But yeah, when I was a kid, like, you got to be a man, be tough. Thankfully, I was mostly raised by my mom, where Emotions were encouraged and, you know, it was like having an open heart and being loving and compassionate and Mm -hmm. sharing your feelings. And like the feminine side of me was very much nurtured, you know, by my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my dad uh, earlier in life had a very warped understanding of masculine energy. But even within that, I really gained a lot of the positive attributes of masculine energy of just being able to handle shit when you need to handle shit mm. how to keep your composure and stay cool and be strong and all of those beautiful parts of being a man you know or or a woman that has access to the masculine you know mm-hmm. Yeah, so had no idea this conversation was going yeah. to meander we, into
0: this part. We we've gone into a lot of different areas dude, of...
1: throughout this conversation. I've been like, how am I going to do the sh- not the show notes, but like my intro for the show? Because I try I, I try to let people know what they can expect. Like, yeah, hey, we talk about yada yada yada, and I rattle off some bullet points. I'm like, I have no idea what the title is going to be for this one or what the bullet points will be. I'm just going to be like, well, we we mastermind this a little bit. and We've only covered
0: half. of know the dude, we wanted to I know. talk about. Okay,
1: so. God, there's so much here, dude. All right, we did get through a lot of it. But one thing that we were starting to meander into a few moments ago had to do with the gut biome. And mm-hmm. and one of your, I think, underrepresented and products is the ProBioMax, mm-hmm. the suppository that's mm-hmm. loaded with uh, butyrate. Butyrate, yeah. And a few people probably know about butyrate. It's, uh, it's prevalent in butter, which is what gives butter that kind of... Uh, Dirty sock smell, for uh, lack of a uh-huh. sexier way to say it, uh, and and you know you know more than I the benefits of butyrate. But what I have to say, and this is also part of the travel hack too, when I remember to bring them. As I said, when I travel, my gut gets destroyed. It's just like whatever. But also, if I eat gluten and different foods that don't agree with me, my digestion is just very sensitive. It's kind of my Achilles' heel. And I do those Probiomax ones anytime my gut gets weird for whatever reason, and it's like instantaneously better and normalizes within a couple of days. But you don't... Th- Excuse me. <laughs> oh God, this is getting very real. That zen's creeping up on me. Uh, but you don't... You know, you talk about like your NAD and melatonin. You kind of have your flagship, yeah. you know, where you've put your flag in the ground, you know, the products. But that one to me, dude, is one that's just kind of like on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, on your site. And it's yeah. for people that have... Gut inflammation and stuff, man. This is a really important. Product. Well,
0: butyrate is a really interesting compound. It's it's primarily made by beneficial bacteria in your gut, and it's secreted, and then it goes it's, it goes systemic, and it helps with the um, gut brain access. And so the the gut and the brain should have a connection. And um, the the butyrate has been shown to be incredibly protective to the gut lining. So it prevents a lot of this leaky gut, you know, and it helps with the tight junctions in the gut. Um, it's been shown to improve insulin sensitivity quite dramatically. Um, it's been shown to be really, really helpful for the cardiovascular system, reducing like stroke. Um, and it, the butyrate inhibits colorectal cancer, so they've actually taken... Um, cancer cells, you know, in Petri dishes, and they've added butyrate, and it totally inhibits the growth of of the cancer. So, really? yeah, it's, it's really, um, it's under it's under known, you know, there's not a lot of people that really know about it, but it, there's kind of like this old school naturopathic technique where you do a butyrate um, enema. You know? Oh, really? And so that's where I kind of got the idea is I, I noticed that there was these you know, and so I started utilizing this um, this enema with the butyrate, trying to you know just practice on myself and test it out. And I was like, "Wow, this really um, makes a lot of sense." And so that's where the the bullet was. Well, made.
1: The, the, another thing about the Probiomax that's interesting is it also has probiotics in it, right? Yeah. And what's trippy about that to me, and most people listening, I think, will know that taking oral probiotics is problematic because they get wrecked by your you want acid. it in the
0: large intestine. You don't really need it in right. your small intestine. So,
1: you know, we take like Just Thrives, one of our sponsors and they make a spore-based probiotic. So it's, it doesn't hatch until it gets where it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's uh, certain strains, but I like to have diversity, you know, so you want to get as many in there. But when you're putting these in in the reverse order and not swallowing it, I would assume that you're probably going to get the swarming effect. Mm-hmm. You know, not only the butyrate, but the probiotics in there that are helping to kind of colonize Uh, where you want them to go in the first place without having to go through the whole treacherous journey of your acidic digestive tract. Well,
0: another interesting point, and this was kind of brought up by you earlier, is when you're traveling and you have that that interruption in your circadian rhythm, and then you're noticing some gut issues because the microbiome is very sensitive to the circadian rhythm. In fact, 400 times more melatonin is secreted by the lining of your gut than what's in your pineal. Really, And that, that melatonin activates microbiome swarming. And this is basically where the microbiome kind of goes through its growth phase every 24 hours. So one of the things that I've been um, kind of working on, uh, this is kind of leading to a new product, um, is, is a fermented melatonin yogurt. <laughs> yeah,
1: which I, I've been eating the past three nights. Probiotonin. Okay. Yeah. Do you think this is something you're going to like have up and running and be able to ship to people? Well, by the time this podcast
0: comes out, probably not. But okay. at some point, I mean, this is okay. like a whole process where we've got to get fermentation tanks and, you know. Okay. Um, but I, I can tell you, we can put out a recipe for people that can make it. Um, we have the yogurt recipe, which is pro bios and yogurt, which we'll definitely put out and um what i'll do for your listeners is i'll go ahead and add to that recipe on how you can make it with the melatonin but we've been we've been beta testing it i gave you some it's been some of the best sleep i've had and i feel you know like it really helps um just the overall feeling of well-being you know when i wake up and you know you, there's this blissed out feeling that i feel after i take it you know at night like just you know, like when, you're, when, you're, when you've had a hard day and, you know, you've like exercised and you're like kind of sleepy and you're ready to crawl in bed. And like, particularly I had this when I was a kid, you know, you just kind of feel really blissed out and you just know, crawl into bed. Well, I was kind of feeling that with, with the combination with this fermented melatonin. And so the idea of having the melatonin along with the probiotics together Really made a lot of sense to me, so you know I think that um, I think it's something that may help a lot of people and it's it 's super unique i don 't know anybody that 's even thought about it i i 've never this. heard of it yeah it
1: also tastes very unique like the plain yogurt you guys made i 'm like I would be buying that all the time because you, you you can just it 's like effervescent I think mm. is the word i 'm looking for you can yeah. tell there 's a lot of enzymatic activity and it's just it's real like tangy yeah more so than like any yogurt you would buy at a store i mean you're just like wow i wonder what the the bacteria count is on this stuff yeah i wonder but it's high (laughs) but with the melatonin that's interesting of fermenting the melatonin because i wonder if the enzymes created in the fermentation process are increasing the bioavailability of the melatonin right because like i'll i'll take um you know eat some fermented foods or something to just help my digestion right because it's like the best digestive enzymes you can take well, what is happens fermented. is the
0: bacteria microdigest it so they're going to they're going to basically digest and the, the melatonin becomes co- much higher absorption Ty- um typically melatonin is um 2% that is absorbed orally this oh, is a, in brutal. the research so not much gets through it's very does, fragile
1: when you make yours liposomal does that Go up? Much higher. Like in your Sandman, the oral one, I mean, it's liposomal, so it's right. like encased in a fat molecule, right. essentially. Right, so there's going to be a lot more
0: absorption that way. But most of, that's why I say like a four milligram pill of melatonin, and then you're getting 2%, 2.5% absorption on that. It's, it's such a tiny amount. It's, you know, homeopathy is real. You know, homeopathy works, but really we're talking about very homeopathic doses. So when you start talking about all the benefits throughout the body that melatonin can provide, um, that's where you start to have an argument for higher doses and higher absorption and different routes of delivery.
1: Cool. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, what about the uh, the, v, the V-cell treatment? Uh-huh. That's kind of something that's pretty new and unique that we did here as well. Yeah. Uh, I met a guy, Dr. Todd... Uh, Pocovitis. Yeah. I met him at my friend Daniel Raphael's house. And Daniel has these kind of... I guess a salon would be a good way to put it. So he'll have someone like you or Dr. Todd come in and like do a talk and then, uh, in some cases, administer treatments and stuff. And I met Dr. Todd, and he was showing me the laser that he developed and how it works, and it was really fascinating. I mean, above my pay grade intellectually to understand it completely, but I was just like, this dude is on to something. And what I... What I <laughs> The dogs are getting really hungry and bored. Okay, we get the message, guys. We're almost done. Or girls, I'm sorry. Uh, But anyway, he was explaining, yeah, and he did like a basically kind of similar to PRP where he took some blood and spun it and then, oh, hi, Lonnie, you little sweetie. You guys, he has the cutest dog. I hope you can see it for those watching the video. Such a sweetheart. Uh, But the way he explained it to me is you have these V-cells uh, that are these unexpressed cells that have really potent healing potential. And then with his special laser gadget, you essentially can create a homing effect where those V cells go to a certain part in the body, whether it's your brain or you know an injury or something like that. So that's was my only understanding. And then I think I asked you about it over text. You're like, yeah, dude, we do that here. I was like, what? it's quite expensive you know yeah uh, at least to go to san diego and do it with him i, I think it's like 20 grand or something it's a lot so yeah you know. he charges 12. oh is that um, what it is oh yeah okay. so i mean um, still a lot but you know yeah
0: you know it's so it's v-cell stands for very small embryonic like stem cells and these are stem cells that are circulating in your blood and this is a new discovery um, Where they, you know, they're they're trapped. So that what's really interesting. I know you've had Joe Dispenza on your on your podcast, and Joe um, has done some really great research with regards to what's happening with spontaneous healing with people that that are meditating or praying. Mm -hmm. And there's this idea. What they found is all these tiny um, particles were like released. So they're exosomes, basically. That they're like three nanometers, you know, three to five nanometers. And so the idea was, okay, so are these exosomes being released by stem cells, which is creating this healing with people? And that was kind of their initial uh, idea. And I've been working and talking in relationship with a lot of these researchers because it's so interesting to me. Um, and, And so when I started to really dig into um, the, the V cells, uh, it made sense that maybe they're not exosomes, they're actually V cells. And so Todd Okavides also agreed with me that that's probably what's happening. And I put Todd together with Joe Dispenza's group and I think they're going to start doing some research oh, cool. with, with that. But they're, they're, they're held together by these proteins and the proteins lock the V cells So that we don't have access to them so something has to like release that protein and so the um, the laser that we're using is it's really a quantum laser it's a zero point laser so there's some very detailed ways that we set it whereas um, it cancels out all the waves so it's basically like a zero point laser and that has a has an ability to relax these proteins to liberate all of these um, V cells, but it also activates a proliferation. So there's more that grow, I think two or three times um, growth. So we, we draw blood and it's, it's not quite PRP, but it's something close to PRP. It's activated through this process of lasering. And then it's, it can be injected as an IV. And then the laser can home them into specific parts. Like we have a whole brain protocol. This is what we did on Ben Greenfield when he was here recently. Um, we did this with you, you know. We did yeah, this. That's
1: I was like, "What did we even do?" <laughs> yeah. Just like do the things, you know. And I didn't really ask because I just was excited to do it.
0: And we did your hip, right? Yes, and your yes. and your lower yeah. back, and so they can be directly injected, um, or they can be homed in. Like we, you could have a stroke patient, and we could look at an MRI and see exactly where the lesion is, and then home them directly in. When we're doing our um, Suneve inner ear procedure. Um, which is something you know we weren't even doing this back when you did your initial treatment, but we we home the V cells specifically into the parts of the brain that are responsible for hearing and the different parts of the brain stem and, um, and, the, and the ear itself, so we had to do a direct injection, uh, but yeah, we've seen some really good, really good benefit with the V cells we' we're really enjoying that, that process.
1: So the brainstem, at one point, the practitioner here had me open my mouth and was like hitting yeah. the back of my throat with the laser. Yeah. Was that going to the brainstem?
0: Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, cool. through the nose, you're going to get um, frontal lobe. You're going to get up into um, more of the brain tissue. Through the mouth, you've got the, the pons and the mesencephalon, which are part of the, the brainstem. And so your whole... Um, auditory track kind of goes decusates like down right into that top part of the brainstem and it comes right down so um, those pools of neurons are just really right there behind the the throat or in in the mouth
1: well john for a kid that was on the short bus you're a smart mother effer (laughs) don't don't ever doubt it yeah thanks brother but more than anything more importantly than smarts is heart man thank you for your heart and thank you for your You know, your willingness to just keep innovating and learning and and helping people, man. That's what it's all about. Anyone that's happy by now has figured out that the key to happiness is helping other people. You know. For sure. But when you're still suffering and you're still entrapped in the egoic consciousness, the last thing you wanna do is help other people because you're in fight or flight survival your limbic system's on fire and fuck everyone else. I got to get through this and I'm going to do whatever I got to do to survive. But Yeah, well, we've both been there. Totally, but it's just, it's incredible. Like if you could go to your younger self, I mean, in my case and say, hey, you know, all the selfishness, the self-centeredness, the self-serving way that you live your life um, is actually what's causing you to be miserable, you know, it's, it's just really a backward way to live, you know, and once you kind of figure that out to say that, you know, I'm not so selfish in some ways, and I'm sure you are too, but my overarching perspective on life, uh, I think is, is um, very similar to yours and that, man, the key to happiness is like helping to alleviate suffering in the world, you know, and helping people to, Be empowered to heal. So thank you for your heart and and thank you for all the help you've given me. You've been so instrumental in helping me identify some of these root problems and through all your products and you know treatments and stuff like that, we're making real headway. So I'm just, you know, I'm so glad to call you a friend and you know, thank you for just being so consistently there for me and helping me out.
0: Mm. It's been a pleasure, Luke. And it's um a pleasure to be on this journey with you and to be sharing these ideas with your with your people,
1: your yeah. followers. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Well, I think we did it, dude. I'm not even I'm not even going to look at my my notes because if there's anything on there, it's going to take us into the 7 hour mark or something. Yeah. No, we're but Yeah, I think I think we're we covered, complete. I, we're complete. <laughs> sir, thank you for joining me yes. on a Lifestylist podcast. All right. Well, I hope that ride was as wild for you as it was for me. I got to say, it's always a blast to share ideas with John. This guy just never stops learning and innovating his practice. So each time we sit down for a pod, it's incredibly expansive for me, and I trust that it was for you as well. And remember, if you want to explore John's incredible MitoZen products discussed here in this episode, go to lukestory.com slash MitoZen and use that code LUKESTORY for 5% off. And if you missed this important announcement in the intro, then check it out. By the time you hear this episode, the MitoZen website will have transitioned into a PMA or private member association. And this is to protect your medical freedom, access to these innovative delivery systems, and also, of course, their free speech and their ability to explain them in an authentic and honest way. You know, the system and the powers that be don't like certain delivery systems unless it's for a pharmaceutical medication. So when you get to the site, lukestory.com slash mitozen, you'll likely find a one-time $10 lifetime membership fee that allows you to enter the site and purchase the products. I wanted to make sure that I let you guys know that so that it wasn't a complicated or confusing process and this is something that has been necessary for them in order to do the things they do, which are pretty damn innovative and badass. If you listen to this show, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Zen stuff and I, I literally use it all the time, especially in the ways we talked about during this episode. All right, all that being said, let's talk about next week's show. It's called Heart Coherence, Finding a Higher Power Within and Living Your Truth, featuring Bruce Cryer from the Heart Math Institute. And I got to say, man, this was a powerful one for me, very emotionally and even spiritually healing. Bruce Cryer is a legend in the personal development field and just such a genuine and warm person. So I highly recommend that you check out next week's show. And if you'd like me to email you all future episode assets like the audio, video, written transcripts, show notes, and links, here's what you want to do. Go to lukestory.com slash newsletter and enter your name and best email. It's that easy. Again, that's lukestory.com slash newsletter. All right, I'll be back next week to open your heart with Bruce Cryer. See you then.